Hi, everyone. Welcome to Jack AM FM, the audio only version of Jack AM, the uh, daily live streaming morning show on Twitch. Yeah. Hey, if you want to watch the live stream version, we're 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific. And that's uh, twitch.tv slash Jack AM. But if you're listening to this, you're listening to the podcast version. And hey, we're going to try to upload these uh, within two days of every live Twitch stream. If we miss an episode, and you really, really want the podcast version, go ahead and DM us. But otherwise, we're going to be putting these up as often as humanly possible on, yeah. on our podcast. Um, so uh, if we fall behind, we will come back. And uh, we know some people prefer the podcast version, so we're going to do our best to keep it as updated as possible. So enjoy Jack AM FM. And if you like what you see, check out twitch.tv slash Jack AM every weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific. What a misery. What a fucking misery it is to be alive. <laughs> what a misery. What a fucking misery it is to be alive. <laughs> what a misery. What a fucking misery it is. All right, everybody. Wow. What a day. It was yesterday, and, you know, what a day it might be today. What another day it might be today. Uh, uh, Kate's awake. Don't worry. Kate's not uh, trying not to appear on, uh, you know, the show today for uh, for smart career reasons. So she will be here. She is brave enough to be here. Is the mic low? I mean, look, I have had to fucking, I'm, like, trying to fix everything BugCon messed up the whole audio setup. But then, do you hear the fan now? If I do this, you hear the fan a little bit too much. If I turn it up like that, you just hear that fan. A little too much. Not really? Okay. All right, fine. We'll do this. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's fucking hot. It's hot. It's hot out here in L.A., and boy, it's getting hot and spicy on online. It's been, uh, it has been, it has really been something. Am I hot? Is my mic hot? Or am I? Okay, I don't know. It's hot outside. It's hot. It's the hot days. Wow, thank, high lightsaber metrics. Where are the chase stands? I'll tell you what, we got to get into this. We have to fully get into this. I don't know that everybody you know, follows my Twitter. Who knows? Who knows that the people who watch this show all follow my Twitter? But we have to get into this, uh, uh, you know, before we start. I, I kind of want to wait for Kate to get here before we, you know, we get into all of this. But, uh... <coughs> <laughs> wow. All right, let me uh, get these images open. Welcome, everybody. It's an all-new, brand-new. It's Jack A.M., it's an all-new, brand-new. It's Jack A.M. It's an all-new, brand-new. All right. We're waiting for Kate. It's, an, it's a WFC situation as, uh, you know, as, as the show begins on the high note uh, that, you know, we are... Uh, uh, I am currently, you know, in the, in the midst, I guess I would say, of a, a, a pretty contentious back-and-forth with the... With the head writer of SNL, well, the co-head writer, one of the head, one of the head writer, 
who's not Colin Jost uh, is is very upset with me. Um, and for many, many hours, for many, many hours uh, uh, yesterday, this was an all-day thing. You know, this guy uh, uh, who, you know, quite literally makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. You know, we're, we're talking, we're talking, uh, uh, you know, I think that, uh, I think Michael Che probably makes more than half a million dollars a year, I would say. I would, I would say that uh, he makes more than half a million dollars a year. And that's me actually sort of coming in with a low estimate. That's not sort of accounting for, like, reruns and stuff like that. Like, you know, he does act on every... Oh, boy, we got a phone call coming in. I don't know. I don't think it'll... But let's see. Let's see here. Caller. Caller, you are on the air. How's it going, Caller? Caller. How many millionaires are in their tops mad at you right now? I, I think... Okay, so definitely Che, who's a millionaire, is mad at me. Um, and I did do a post uh, about Andy Richter yesterday that I, I think, you know, he could be he could also be mad at me, too. Um, and I did a I did a I did a Craig Mazin post yesterday also. And, you know, he's a serious guy now. He's a very serious. He's a serious, you know, d- writer, director guy now. So uh, so he may also he may also be mad at me right now. amazing it's wow. clear that money doesn't buy happiness <laughs> it is clear it's clear and it's true you know we know that money doesn't buy happiness uh but you know what also doesn't buy happiness is not having money you know what i mean i don't know what gets you happiness i'm not sure but i know it's not money i do know you're it's like the money. modern diogenes you're, you're a smelly dirty man sitting yeah. in a dumpster yeah. full of maggots yeah. making these angry guys in bathhouses. I love it. Superman. I'm a Diogenes. The, the patricians. I am such a Diogenes. I'm, I'm a real Diogenes. Thank you for saying that, Bolshevik. Uh, call me Diogenes. Okay, she's great. I will. Good day. Thank you very much. Good talking to you. That was Bolshevik, everybody. You know, the tone, the tenor of the calls has really taken a shift. It's great. <laughs> it's great. We have uh Kate is joining us. She just stepped in with her uh you know, with her coffee here. I am a little tight of breath. You know, I need to go Kate, I'm going to go get my asthma medicine. You know, I hope Che is watching so that if Michael Che is watching, I hope that he sees me come it's back and Kate take my asthma inhaler. Kate, were you going to come in here? Okay. There we go. All right. Okay, hang on a second. Kate, you want to sit in there for a second? Hello, everyone. Uh, it's me here. I'm Kate. Uh, I just brought a shield to protect myself from uh, any potential, you know, damage to my career. Um, yeah. This is my actual SNL writing packet that I submitted uh, two years ago yeah. for SNL, got rejected, of course. It's so, look. Um, so I just want to say, if if the episode gets a little heated, yeah. I'm just gonna go through my packet and show my best sketches. Well, so this is like this is almost to provide an alternative. If this side of the screen is is not pleasant for anyone who might happen to be out there watching, simply start reading the sketches and, and on this side. And if you're thinking this is just a prop, yeah, let me show you. Yeah, I had to rip my address off. 
Yeah. That was my actual address. I just tore tore it it off off right there. And then um, here's the sketches in my packet. Yeah, those are funny sketches. Pantene Pro V, Strong Women Only, uh, Trump Care Rally Vent Sesh. I don't even know what that one is. I don't know. Uh, This was pre, uh, I guess, post-election. Calamari Dad, Dead Daughter's Titties, and Your Son is a White Man. Yeah, so... So, um, these are all real sketches. Um, Calamari Dad is a great sketch. That's one of the best. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, uh, we're going to get into now the uh, my sort of Twitter feud with SNL co-head writer uh, Michael Che. And, uh, Michael Che, if you are watching, um, I am a wholly different person yeah. than Jack. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually quite a nice, I only say nice things online. Kate's very nice. Kate's very, very nice. She's and a hard uh, worker. If you judge me by my husband's actions. That's sexist. That's sexist. You're sexist and you if know you've what, done that. You know you, you for know, shame. You know what you can do if you've done something sexist? You can always make up for it yeah. by reading a woman's writing. Yeah. And and specifically by hiring them for it. You know what I mean? It's not, you don't have to just read it. Paying money. Reading ain't shit. Paying women money. It doesn't matter. Send the money to Kate. Send Kate some money. You're making at least half a million dollars a year. Hire Kate. Anyway, uh, for me personally, I, um, I, I've said this online. I said it before, and I'll, I'll say it again. I truly would rather go into fracking um, than take a note from Colin Jost. Uh, the idea of writing um, you know, as, uh, with as much effort, um, the, the type of material that ends up on SNL, truly sounds like uh, you know, one of the worst nightmares that I could ever live through. So, so the idea of working uh, on modern SNL is, is really something um, that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, I guess I would say. Uh, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the idea... I'm sorry? Oh, Kate's got to get her headphones. Yeah, so uh, uh, for me, my, my perspective is a little bit different from Kate's uh, in that I would truly rather go into fracking than, than take a note from Colin, Colin Jost. Um, so let's get into this. We can well, start from hey, the very I, beginning here. I need to plug this in. Yeah. Before we start from the beginning. These fucking, this thing with the, with the autofocus is just wild. We've got to turn off the autofocus. Okay, this is, uh, this is, this is Jack A.M. Yeah. It's actually pronounced Kate A.M. It's pronounced Kate A.M. It's Kate A.M. Right. It's an all-new, brand-new... Yes, thank you, Joe Stokowski. Uh, if you're Risa. new to the show, maybe you're just tuning in. Yeah, for, for no, the first time. For no reason at all, just yeah. randomly. Wow, um, it is fun. This we is a morning talk show. We do this every day on Twitch. Yeah. We sometimes also release it as a podcast. I'm a little behind on those, but if you're a podcast listener uh, and you're listening to this episode, I'll try to get this out this week, this yeah. one. Um, so, yeah, um, oh, so I what? have, like, friends who work on SNL. Okay. Um, just want to say that as a brag. Okay. Just want to say that as a brag cool. of mine. Wow, what um, a lot of fun. I bet they, I bet they, I bet they've done some, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> just, wanna, just wanted to brag a little bit. Yeah. And are they good friends? Do we text often? No. No. No, no, no. Don't talk that to them that often. M- a couple acquaintances and yeah. one friend. A yeah. couple acquaintances and one friend. And one friend. Okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, let's go have a look here. Let's see uh, Let's see what the hell is going on with me versus Michael Che. So I posted this yesterday. We talked about this on the show. This is literally just me recapping something from the morning show here, <laughs> which is that, you know, if we... Uh, uh, it, you know, like I said, the funniest thing about the SNL uh, writing submission site is that it absolves them from stealing. Oh, I said absolves then. Oh, no. 
Loser. I got to go get rid of this fucking thing. I got to go take this thing down. God damn it. Loser. Wow. It absolves then. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Team All right. Jay. I'm team right. Jay now. Yeah, let's let's uh Zach Allison <laughs> okay. is right. All right. Well, let we'll we'll just have to move past this. This is, M- is Jay friends this, with Hack Allison. This MFer said then. How about that? All that kind of shit. This MFer said then. Okay. The funniest thing about the SNL writing submission site is it absolves them uh, from stealing your ideas and then also says if you include a link to your social media, it counts for everything you've ever posted as well. Um, so look. You know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I guess I should note this. That is true. Uh, um, you know, there is it should be noticed that before it was Che versus Jack. It was Che versus copyright laws and Che versus unions. You know, I think Che has also done a lot of like transphobic humor and stuff like that, too. And he certainly flips the fuck out on about any type of criticism on his like little Instagram story. And like, you know, uh, uh like, I think there was, like, some reviewer who didn't like his stand-up or something, and he was, like, saying this guy... He, like, wrote big, long stories about him on his uh, uh, his Instagram story, like, you know, saying that he's, like, gay and shit like that or whatever. I do have to say, uh, Jack, you're pretty good at taking criticism, actually. I can... I, it just... It, it, well, you know, it depends on the thing, because there were things that, like, bothered me, but, like, I, for the most part, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm happy to take it. Your I'm happy fatty to liver take account. It. Oh, well, that shit was funny as fuck, to be honest with you. Um, anyway, so I, I said this is the funniest thing about the SNL writing submission site is it absolves them. Uh, and then it says, if you include a link to your social media, it counts for everything you've posted as well. And so, look, this first side of it, the I first side Lord of it Huggington there. I guess Lord Huggington is right. Jack gets fucking wrecked by the chat every day. <laughs> it's true. I, He's used to it. I can't be, I can't be, uh, uh, cri- I mean, I can be criticized. I just can't be, uh, it can't get to me because I, I, you know, I've been forged in the fire here. And I thank you uh, uh, to the chat and, you know, maybe maybe specifically to uh, Bolshevik, maybe specifically to Bolshevik for making me so hard uh, uh, in the face of criticism. Are you a religious man, Jack? Uh, no. Do you feel like God exists? No, but sometimes. But I, I feel like you the timing of this is um, godly. Really? <laughs> Hard Jack. Thank you, Brooklyn. You've been empowered by BugCon. It's true. You're firing on all cylinders. It's true. You've never been more full of life. Wow. You're on a diet, a wow. healthy diet. Yes, it's true. And um and now Although yesterday well, I went on the fucking Doughboys podcast and yeah. so that's like I you know, it's great. I that was really fun to do. I went on the Doughboys double. Uh, but uh, you know, you have to eat like fucking. I eat like three hamburgers and like a and a like a flurry or whatever. And what's your number one show that is? I mean, it fall, this all has fallen into your lap here. at a very opportune time for you. I would say. Caller, you are on the air. Caller. I call in nice. Two times, and you're saying I make you hard? No, I said Christ that. Christ, Jack. I, no, it's not, you don't make me. It's not, it's not like this that type harassment. of. It's, well, that's not harassment. <laughs> this is sexual harassment. No, I'm no, being no. sexually harassed I said by I'm a showrunner. It's, it's more like Get Hard. A showrunner hard. is sexually it's like, harassing it's me. It's Get Hard, the oh show. Oh, my fucking God, The movie Jack. Get Hard. Like, you've made me a harder, oh. you know, like you've had me had a harder exterior. I'm not getting hey, hard. Jack. Hey, Jack, you know what? What? I have one thing to say to you. What's that? Oh Jesus! That was the, that was the sound of a phone hanging up. Everybody, Whoa. that silent noise was the sound of a phone hanging up. All right, uh, all right. So we got into this fucking thing. So look, the one on the left, 
the like, you know, we, you know, you absolve us of like uh, anything that's similar. That is pretty fucking common. That's like in submissions. This one on the right about your social media, I've never fucking seen in anything. And like, if you reference your social media, it like that's all considered part of the submission. I mean, there is weird shit about this. Like, there is also the element of like it's they're saying that everything you've ever posted on your social media is like part of the uh, is considered part of your submission and is like you know uh, from the guidelines of all the rest of it. So there's other shit in there that's like you know if we choose that we want to just buy something off of you, we can just like buy it off of you from your submission or whatever. And it's like so you're they're basically saying that it's like they're saying like it's like uh, uh, you know if there is anything in your social media that we want to buy off you or whatever and you know anything you've ever posted you, you know if you apply to SNL basically through this website you you know give up your rights to ever like complain about SNL stealing something from you and by the way there are like cases that are like kind of egregious of SNL stealing like this is not your like Conan uh, uh, you know Conan getting sued by this guy who had like similar Twitter jokes or whatever. Like there's weird shit. Like there was the like the Tignataro thing where she like did a whole piece uh, uh, that was ripped off like pretty one to one uh, uh, as a digital short with Louis CK. Uh, there's like a lawsuit going on right now. Like they're like a little more specific with the theft over at SNL. And I, I said this, I went also on um block party <laughs> last night and you know, I, th I think I said this there as well, but I'm like, I can see how like, SNL creates the ground for like theft to happen like these are a lot of people under like a lot of stress having to like you know this is like their one chance to succeed or whatever and they're like under the you know under the gun and like they have to grind and get a bunch of stuff done like you know every week and you know I can see how people under a lot of stress would like start would actually do theft either by osmosis or just out of like uh, stress you know what I mean anyway all right uh so uh, uh, let's have a look here. Let's look at the next one here. Here's how uh, Michael Che actually like within minutes. This was like not like later in the day. I, I had barely posted. Damn, this, uh, son. Uh, where'd you find this? Yeah, that is fair of me. You're right. Uh, uh, but I do think that there have been more egregious uh, uh, accounts of theft. And part of me thinks that I'm like, OK, so they open up submissions to just a website or whatever. Uh, um and, you know, all, that that like, in, in, you know, inculcates them from like every single comedian who signs up ever complaining about getting stuff stolen from them. So I think that's a little bit weird. OK, do you think have, I don't watch us now, but have they ever done dead daughter's titties on the show? I don't know if they've done the dead daughter's titties uh, sketch, but it is a very funny sketch It is in my packet. If you're watching, I'll happily send it over. Yeah, Dead Daughter's Titties is in Kate's packet here. And, you know, I did have to cast SNL members in the yeah. sketch. So it says, like, Leslie and Kate McKinnon. and. Oh, right. Yeah, that's cool. So, okay. Keenan. Who's the, uh, yeah, you have to do that when you submit to them. Um, stealing Valerie. Valerie says uh, there was also a theft from Groundling Sunday Troop around 2014. Yeah, there are like, and these are like weirder, more specific ones. I think the Groundling Sunday Troop one was like a very specific sketch of like Tina Turner singing on a carnival cruise. Like it was like very, uh, uh, it was very specific. Uh, anyway, so let's look at what Michael Che responded because this was like very, very quick too. Like Michael Che got sent this fairly, fairly quickly. Thank you to Big Rudy ninety two for the for the Twitch Prime sub. Uh, I said the funniest thing about SNL is it absolves them from stealing your ideas. Uh, Michael Che responded, uh, "LOL, the shit people worry about. I think you'll be fine, man." So I don't know. What do we think? Is this like uh, this is saying basically like don't worry about it, Jack, because you're not you're not gonna fucking get anything stolen from you, and you're not working on SNL anyway, or something you're like that. You're not funny enough to get stolen. You're not from. funny enough to get stolen from. Okay. 
So that's Michael Che response number one. And there are a lot. I will say, Kate, would you would you would you characterize it as a lot of Michael Che responses? Uh, to you about you? Yeah. Yeah, he went off. It was on a you. lot. Okay. So here's another one. Somebody's responded to him, and this is a pretty common one I get from people. Uh, but somebody, so he, Michael Che does a lot of these kind of posts where he like screenshots like a DM that he got sent or something like that and then responds to it with like the big text. I don't fucking look at Instagram, by the way. So I don't look at Instagram and I don't know, like, this is like all weird to me the way it is. And I will say also, this is a very, very cowardly way to fight online. This is as it coward, is weird. a super fucking cowardly way to fight online. To be over there on Instagram where no one can respond to you and you're just like, you know, like like pointing all your like, you know, million followers there toward Don't my you, like posts or whatever. Do you think he has to do it that way so that he, he will get in trouble? Like, no, I, I, you, cause I, I, I don't put, think he does. I actually just think he's a fucking coward okay. and he got clowned on too much on Twitter. And okay. because he used to post on Twitter uh, okay. and like, you know, he would get clowned on and he'd get in trouble and stuff like that. You're right. I think he would get in trouble. But I would also say this. He's a fucking coward. I would believe that Lauren only knows about Twitter and hasn't even heard of Instagram. Yeah, so I, I do. Well, I also think he like these delete after a certain period of time or whatever. But it is because he's a coward. And, you know, uh, uh, it's also he why he deleted some of them. Oh, already. he deleted some of them already. As yeah. he was going, as he, was he does delete, it, he deletes. He would them. only keep them up for like a little bit of time. Right. It's because he's a coward and uh, and he's <laughs> a rich guy who uh, nobody ever disagrees with because like the only people he interacts with are like employees of his and like, you know, uh, uh, psychophant uh, uh, TV reporters and shit like that, like press presser people or whatever. But that's all I'm just saying, you know, he's a coward. Anyway, uh, um, uh, because of the way he fights online is what I would say. And also for punching down at, like, you know, people that are, like, less powerful than him and shit like that. He is just, like, a cowardly kind of, like, bully guy or whatever. I don't for personally feel bullied, but I uh, I do think he has bullied other people and, you know, that he likes to uh, pick on people smaller than him and shit. You what know? It, how do you pronounce the word muffin party said? Is that how you say sycophant? Yeah, it's it is. sycophant. Sycophant? Fuck. Okay, whatever. Sycophant. All right, there we go. Uh, uh, okay, so then he responds to someone sending him a DM, and he says, LOL, he actually might be, like, you know, shrugging shrugging emoji. My point is, people work really hard to get on that show, and it's all the best people from their respective scenes. And believe it or not, they have at least some pride and dignity to not scour through the submissions to steal your tweets. I mean, Jesus. Get over yourself. I do think that people probably aren't reading tweets to uh, steal jokes. Yeah, but is that what the fuck I said? I, 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 I didn't say that. Number one, I actually don't think it's above. First of all, his attitude that he's like, these are the best fucking comedy writers on the planet. They would never deign to steal a fucking joke from anyone. They would never deign to do the easiest thing possible and accidentally steal a joke or on purpose steal a joke or just feel like it's online so it's a meme and it's okay to steal those jokes. Like, you know, uh, uh, I actually do think, you know, that uh, SNL writers... Um, I do think it, it's not below SNL writers who are not even that fucking talented. Like, who, by the way, let's have a look here. Let's, like, uh, let's see what the, the best people from all their respective scenes are doing. <laughs> no sound. Okay. Why is that? 
Maybe you're not the best in your scene, Jack. Oh, no. Can't even be the best in your own uh, audio setup. Well, I don't know. Here, weird. Ear trumpet didn't start today. What a day for ear trumpet not to work. Team J. Every time Jack messes up, I'm Team J. All right, maybe it'll work now. Wait, while we're while Jack, there we go. Hamburgers. Oh, Steve, I haven't eaten a hamburger in almost 15 minutes. I'm gonna make that deal. Wait, you ending the shutdown for a hamburger? Well, I guess that makes as much sense as anything else that's going on these days. And live from New York, it's Oh, Steve, I'd do just about anything for a hamburger. What? You're ending the shutdown for a hamburger? Well, I guess that makes just about as much sense as anything else that's been going on these days. Oh, my Lord. This guy, Donald Trump, after all this, this whole shutdown, he's ending the freaking thing for a hamburger? <laughs> oh, and uh, one more thing. Live from New York, it's Saturday night. Wow. He's ended the shutdown for a hamburger. Pete Davidson is hot. A hamburger. Very funny. Pete Davidson is hot. That's so fucking funny. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. The idea that that's what it would take Trump to 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 end the shutdown is the hamburger. Because, you know, he said one time... Hamburger. He spelled it wrong, like the confifi, you know. So that's funny. Anyway, that's definitely Wait, funny. Wanna, that's definitely funny to people who aren't like you know careerist boomers, like on fucking like Xanax and wine at eleven thirty at night, falling asleep. It's definitely funny to people that uh, uh, don't fit that profile. You know, in Dead Daughter's Titties, Keenan oh, right. plays the dad of the dead daughter. Uh, hello, caller. You are on the air. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hello, it's me. It, it's Colin Jost. Oh, my Hi, God. Colin. Colin. Fucking. We got a call in from Colin. What's going on, Colin? How, how are we doing? Uh, hi. Hi, Jack. I've actually, I've actually never seen the show before. I was just uh, reviewing your, your beef with my, with my co-host. Sure, sure. Yeah, I know that 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 blew up a little bit yesterday. So so what do you think, Colin? Do you uh I, do you like the show? Are we uh Well, are we I, as... I actually have a I have a few monologue. I have a few uh weekend update jokes about it. Oh, really? Okay. Well, uh yeah, no, let's uh I I guess I'd love to hear a fucking, you know, a, a personal weekend update. That'd be kind of cool. So, let's hear it. Uh Yesterday, my partner Michael Kay and comedy writer Jack Allison engaged in a Twitter beef with no shortage of sarcasm. Yep. So much, in fact, that there is now a worldwide shortage of sarcasm. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so there's a lot of sarcasm uh, sort of being for, used. Break for laugh. Break for laugh. Yeah, they could toss on uh, the they could toss on the applause sign there, perhaps. Okay. Well, what other what uh, else do we have here? Sources, Shay and Jack. According to sources, Shay and Jack have decided to put this all behind them and meet up in New York uh-huh. in the honeymoon suite at the Waldorf Astoria. Oh, to like have sex the or make out suite. and stuff like that. So, okay. 
So we're gonna have me and yeah, we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of jokes on the show where uh, being gay is just a bad gonna, thing. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna you be, do a lot of jokes on the show where being gay is just a bad thing. So I'm just gonna be gay with 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 Che there. Yeah, gay with Trump che. and Putin. It's very funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's like you know, I, yeah, that one. They, you got to laugh. Someone played the laugh audio clip in the chat. So uh, you have any other weekend update jokes there, uh, Colin? Uh, j- just one more from me. Uh, yesterday, Michael Che got upset with Jack Allison, whose fans were quick to defend him, uh, urging him to watch Jack AM, which he did. Uh, now, he has hired someone who is sure to make the show better and funnier, regardless of any bad blood. Kate Raff. Wow. We've, we've hired Kate Raff. Wow. wow. Okay, well, that's cool anyway. Kate's anyway, that's that it a for joke? the weekend update. I'll see you next week. I'm Colin Joe. Thanks Wait, a lot. That was, well, supposed was to be that a joke? joke? Was it a joke that you hired, Kate? He said, now I got one more joke, and the joke is that I'm hired on SNL. Yeah. All right, well. Wow. That was cool. We got a call, not from Michael Che, but from uh, from Colin Jost. We had, uh, that was, uh, those were some pretty, pretty weekend update jokes i would say those are some pretty weekend update jokes okay so let's move along here let's keep on uh, uh let's keep on moving so i i said you know seth simons posted the screenshot of that instagram of uh you know chase saying about me like get over yourself we have the dignity we have the pride and dignity not to steal your damn tweets yeah okay let's have a look at this this is uh leslie posted this and what do you think of this kate because you say uh you say that uh, Pete Davidson is hot, but yeah. you versus the guy I you would... stole your whole swag from. Yeah, Ugh. come on. Wow. I have to say, I would fuck them both. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm All a right. little wicked. <laughs> Let's go back. Okay, so uh, Seth posted the screenshot of Michael Che saying, like, get over yourself, dude. And I said, I'll respond to Michael Che through Seth Simons here. Then why, then why is the very uncommon disclaimer in your submission fine print? Also, your show is worse than it's ever been. Don't Stop Me Now, Cold Open with Trump is a deep low point in the worst era of political comedy. Someone said Kate is into dudes that look dead. <laughs> wow. Wow. Anyway, so, so what, this one... I said, also, your show is worse than ever it's ever been. Don't Stop Me Now, Cold Open with Trump is a deep low point in the worst era of political comedy. Um, and, of course, we've all seen the uh, uh, the Don't Stop Me Now, Trump, Cold Open or whatever. Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, um, you know, if you'll just give me a moment here, we should probably just make sure uh, uh, that we all remember and, and see it briefly. God course, fucking damn it, uh, Jack. Once again. God damn it. Be a good child. He feels alive, and the world. Yeah, there we go. I'll turn it inside out. This is their big uh, season finale. And float around. This was the season finale. No, he wasn't hosting. This was the season finale of. uh, No, don't stop me. Because he's having a good time. Having a good time. He's losing and ripping up the Wow. Wow, the, the in-house audience is laughing a lot. They're just busting the fuck up with so much laughter. 
Now this, once again, is so, so funny to people that are not just like sort of New York media writers, you know? And I know it feels really good to work on the show, and it's like very cool to like be in New York and you're like working at and everything like that, but you know, they should all know, they should just be okay with the fact that what they're doing is not good by any, by any possible conceivable measure. I mean, in fact, this has like got to be like the worst political comedy that's ever been done, perhaps. Like, I, you know, nobody, nobody is laughing other than how Kanye showed up and was there. That, and once again, that's just like, oh, here it is. More big laughs. More big, big, big laughs on this really, really, really well-written song. I oh my god. It happened to me again. It happened to me again. My bladder has lost control and I pissed myself because it's too damn funny. I'm drenched. I'm drenched. I've just, you know, I've just sprayed all over my little shorts over here. And I fucking drenched myself because of the major laughter and funny, funny stuff of watching this. Yeah, really, the Studio 60 cold open where they're a modern network studio is actually better than this song. And like better rehearsed, better performed. Wow, more, more big, big, big laughs from all the uh, assembled agents and guests of performers uh, in the audience there. You know, usually the, the kindest, the kindest possible audience that you could do stuff in front of. They're all just busting up and laughing so much. All the people in the live audience of SNL. Um, this it's laughing so fucking much. They're all just laughing so much. All right, that's going to be the end of that. That's the end of that, everybody. I just felt we had to see it again. We had to see it again. I just wanted to remind everybody what um, what uh, Michael Che is defending here. I just That's all I wanted to say. Anyway. Yeah, that was pretty funny how Pence is gay. Oh, my God. I've lost control of my bladder once again. Um, Pence uh, like, I'm going to make a super sexy man out of you. Yeah, Wilbur Ross playing guitar. Once again, to the absolutely rapturous laughter from the crowd. The crowd just completely fucking losing it over this absolutely hilarious song from the totally iconic uh, uh, portrayers of the Trump cabinet on SNL. Well, they feel like they're iconic. They definitely feel like they're iconic because of the like they get some articles. Some people talk about it because it just happens to be on um, NBC. And so, yeah, it does feel really good. It does feel really good. Um, um, so um, one of the sketches in my packet is a, you have to submit a commercial parody. Right. Um, and I've actually, um, there's a video of one of them. Okay. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and play the video of a commercial parody I wrote. All right, there we I go. I want you to imagine in the script here for my packet, I've changed the the voiceover voice is being or, uh, played by Kate McKinnon. Um, oh, that's good. I'm going to grab another coffee real quick. But I do want to see this. And, uh, yeah, it's a sketch with Kate McKinnon's voice over, um, you know, all of the actors. Uh, A.D., Leslie, and um, Melissa are all in the sketch as well. Um, so, here, enjoy, uh, enjoy my commercial parody. If you want to read the script version, it's right here, and I'll email it to you. My email, uh, well, I'll give it to you over email. If you DM me on any platform, my DMs are open. Thank you. You are a strong, independent woman. You're busy. You're beautiful. You're bold. 
But most importantly, you're strong and independent. Stronger than all those other, weaker women. You're different from the normal average woman who is a weak-ass pussy loser. You can bench press 75 pounds. You can stay awake for 42 hours. You can give birth while riding a bicycle to your job interview to be the CEO of a shampoo company. Why? Because you're strong and independent. Unlike most women. Unlike Lexi Formento. <laughs> Lexi is a weak woman and she is bad. Pantene Pro V for strong women only. Wow. Oh, and can I just say one more thing about Lexi Fermento? Like, I'm definitely a feminist and all, but don't you think Lexi Fermento is annoying? Okay, I love her, but look at her. She actually won't go to Puerto Rico with us next month because she said her husband won't let her. I mean, I know money's tight with them because they were in that car accident last year and now they're trying to get pregnant, but Jesus Christ, what a weak woman. Not talking shit, by the way. I'm just venting. I mean, I love her like a sister, and I'd say this to her face, but she's just not strong enough for Pantene Pro-V. Very funny. That's a funny sketch, actually, Kate. You see, sketches can be funny. Isn't that cool how, like, sketches can have, like, a core concept and, like, have jokes in them and so be funny and stuff like that? Can you just imagine how great that would be yeah. with Kate McKinnon's voice, yeah, that'd be voiceover? Funny. Kate McKinnon's voiceover. Yeah, that would be funny. Now, you'd probably have to get, you'd probably have to stretch it out to be, like, seven minutes long, and you'd get a bunch of really, really funny punch-up from Colin Jost in there and uh, Michael Che. That would be, so it would maybe not be as good on SNL because it would actually have to be uh, overseen by the head writers, Colin Jost and Michael Che. Um, so I don't know, like, I said sketches can be it funny. Can I'm actually not sure they can be funny on SNL. I'm not sure that uh, uh, given the, uh, like, the, you know, the structure that you have to work in and the people you have to work for and the person that they have to work for, uh, that they really just live in, in subservience to. The, the one guy that they really just live uh, uh, completely uh, subserviently to. You know, I'm not sure that you could get something that's actually funny uh, uh, on that show. I'm not sure if it's actually possible. But maybe. Maybe that would be cool. That would be kind of cool. Uh, anyway, let's continue Thanks, with David these. Thanks, David Litsky. Yeah. You said seriously, good sketch. Yeah, it was a good sketch. Uh, uh, so let's uh, let's see here. So this is where it starts getting really good. This is Michael Che from yesterday. Uh, I'm waiting to do press, and I just slipped into a Jack Allison Twitter hole. And apparently this guy is not a fan of SNL, let me tell you. I'll tell you what. This, first of all, how how relatable is it to fall into a Jack Allison Twitter hole to begin with? How relatable is it for everyone out there to, to slip into a, a Twitter hole? Um, but I'll tell you what. This one, you know, I got this yesterday. Jack, this I'll is slip early. into your hole. Yeah, you'll slip into my hole here and there every once in a while. Um, but, you know, this one I got yesterday, and this this caused me so much glee to receive, to know that Michael Che... The co-head writer himself of SNL uh, was reading my thoughts about SNL, my thoughts on, you know, the deal or no deal cold open, the uh, the don't stop me now cold open. And let's go back here. Let's go. Let's go back here. <laughs> let's go back here, uh, uh, because I do feel like, you know, he went and read my Twitter. He said he fell into a Jack Allison Twitter hole. So I feel like this must be the tweet that he read, and I'm very proud of this. Uh, also, your show is worse than uh, than it's ever been. Don't Stop Me Now, Cold Open with Trump is a deep, 
low point in the worst era of political comedy. So I am pretty proud that uh, Michael Che had to read that one. We'll, uh, we'll get to the next one. He said, he works for Kimmel. I love Kimmel. Simply not true. I don't work at Kimmel. I don't work at Kimmel. Although I do think he was, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't work at Kimmel anymore. Uh, I'm right here right now. Uh, so someone else, he's, he's screenshotting a DM that someone sent him who's, like, uh, responding to the thing about, and he says, who's Jack Allison, and should I follow on Twitter? Michael Che responds, he's one of those bearded white guys with glasses that hates SNL but talks a lot SNL. Not much about his personal life on there, but I'm sure it's awesome. Thank you, Giant Pearl. Uh, Kate, what do you think about this? This is my personal life. This is my personal life. He says, I'm not talking so much about my personal life on there. You know, this is like, this what is where is a personal life. I don't know. It is interesting to me that like Michael Che is like, he gets so like, he does get so like personally insulting by anybody who says like that SNL is bad. <laughs> did I work with Rick Rosner at Kimmel? I have met Rick Rosner, but our, our, but we did not work together at Kimmel. He okay, left I have shortly a after I, question. before I started. I have a genuine question. Yeah. How often do you think Kimmel has to be like, someone goes up to K to Jimmy and he's like, someone's like, what's the deal? Like, what's the deal with Jack Allison? And Jimmy's <laughs> like, oh my God, like, Maron. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How often does that happen? Do you I'm think? sure that it's it happens. It's definitely happening. I'm sure that it happens. It's definitely happening. Yeah, I'm sure that it happens. Uh, Jimmy okay. has to explain, like, Jack, you know? Yeah, I wonder what he says. <laughs> he probably says Jack's out of his freaking mind yeah okay well he's off his know. freaking rocker yeah uh okay uh uh so it's like uh uh who's jack Allen should i follow should i follow on twitter he's one of those bearded white guys that with glasses that hates snl probably not much of his personal life going on all right you know there it is uh let's see here and so then this is really this is really something special uh uh this guy, God, I can't remember his name right now, but he was at BugCon interviewing everybody. Uh, he, I guess, sends via DM. This is um, great. This is great. He sends via DM to to Michael Che. He says, so crazy. I just interviewed Jack at BugCon a few days ago. And this is just the post of the century. This is the post of the century here. Shout out to Octavius Sunflower. For doing this, because this is this is good shit. Yeah, this is uh, this is good shit. This is fun. Fuck, I do know this guy's name, but I uh, whatever. I'm having a, it's, it's tough times. This is the simulation peaking a little too much. Andrew, Andrew, yeah, Andrew Coth, Coth, I think Andrew Coth or something. Yes. Uh, um, uh, so crazy. I just interviewed Jack at BugCon a few days ago. Uh, Michael Che responds, "The hell is BugCon?" Also, is that really him? LOL, boy, I can't imagine why he doesn't like Jost. Shot in the dark, I bet he also doesn't like public urinals, dodgeball, and restaurants where you have to take off your shoes. Okay. Do you so explain? this is the one we should get. I can explain. I can explain. I, is I he think saying you have a tiny wee-wee? So, like, let's first of all see what it, like, say what it reads like, okay? Because it reads like, and first of all, this is the head writer of SNL here. We are uh, uh, talking about writing. Currently, we're looking at writing from the co-head writer of SNL. So, you know, I think I can unpack and figure out what this joke means. But as far as structuring a joke, as far as... Um, the guy who hosts Weekend Update and writes Weekend Update and is the co-head writer of uh, SNL, being Lit able to write a joke. David Litsky says comedy rule of three is he true. did do three. But hey. as far as him being able to like write a joke that's coherent, um, I don't know that I could. I don't know that I can 
say that that is uh, one of Michael Che's skills, uh, the ability to write a joke that is coherent and able to be understood, you know? Uh, so uh, uh, let's get through this. Let's let's uh, let's let's examine this. So it says shot in the dark. I bet he also doesn't. So I can I can't imagine why he doesn't like Jost. Shot in the dark. I bet he also doesn't like public urinals, dodgeball, and restaurants where you have to take over uh, take off your shoes. And so let's examine what this looks like first, because in the traditional like structure of a joke, it actually seems like he's comparing Colin Jost um, to public urinals. He's saying, like, he doesn't like Jost. I bet he also doesn't like public urinals. So it does sound like he's comparing Jost to a public urinal. Um, and then he also says dodgeball. So he's like, my, he's like, you know, he doesn't like dodgeball, just like he doesn't like Colin Jost. And restaurants where you have to take off your shoes. So now let's, I can break apart what I, what I think actually is going on here. Um, I think he's saying that I don't like public urinals. Okay, I think, first of all, he's responding to the picture of me where I'm a short man and I'm a fat man. <laughs> and I said, this on, I said this on the Block Party podcast like last, last night, but I have a Winnie the Pooh-esque body type. I've, I have a Winnie the Pooh-esque body type. And so I think a lot of this is roasting me for my appearance, and that's fine. I don't really give a shit. I mean, I mean it's not fine. It's, it's like, not nice to do. I don't really give a shit because this is the post where he says, what the hell is BugCon, and it, like, has, it delights me for the rest of my days and we have a poll quote from Vulcan 2020 I experience in my experience a lot of people go for the body shaming true. with you Jack which is very and interesting it, you know it's, it's like it's this really guy dis- it's really disappointing it's happened before when yeah. you've gotten in fights with people I know and I think it's it's, I it's don't really, care. It really bothers me. I mean, me. it just, I mean, it, it is like literally like, you know, I don't personally care or feel bullied by I it. Only but th- I will say it is bullying. It is like, this is like a guy who makes $500,000 a year more, probably is like a millionaire at this point. He's like the head writer of SNL, like, and, you know, I, and is just being like, this guy's like fat and ugly and has a small dick and shit. Like, I'm like, I don't know, dude. I said your show sucks. I said your show sucks. Yeah. And you're like, you, you're fucking of a small dick, though. It's like, all right, whatever you say, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, it's true. Currently rebranding. Jack really gets people to punch down in the most immature way possible. I don't know. Net worth of $4 million. That's what Valerie just sent in there. Anyway, wow. so whatever. I think he's saying I don't like public urinals because I have a small penis. Uh, I don't like dodgeball because I'm a fat kid or whatever, and I probably got, like, picked out in dodgeball. Now, restaurants where you have to take off your shoes. You know, I, I think it is it's like... It's not the third most heightened thing. Doesn't feel most heightened. I will say when I first saw this, uh, I was truly confused by it. Um, I didn't remember. Kate, you reminded me afterwards that we did uh, uh, eat at restaurants in Japan where we had to take off our shoes. But they give you slippers. Come on. But I, I but you reminded me that I have been to a restaurant where I have to take off my shoes. Um, I did not remember that when this was first posted to me. So when I saw this, I was like, I really don't know what my feeling is on restaurants where I have to take off my shoes. I truly don't know. But now I'm reminded that I did it with grace and, and was happy to do it when, well, I, uh, when I did it. Here's my punch up. Yeah. Replace shoes with Star Wars Crocs. I, yeah. I, I, and what about this? He doesn't like public urinals, Get dodgeball, specific. and restaurants that won't allow you to wear Star Wars Crocs. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a punch-up. Now, I will say that I do think that the restaurants where you don't have to wear shoes is also, like, a weird sort of, like, classist thing. And also kind of, like, reveals his, like, rich guy weirdness where he's like, I bet he doesn't even like fucking restaurants where you take off your shoes. Like, you know how we all, like, have to go to these, like, 
restaurants in New York where you have to take off your shoes or whatever, like when like advertisers take you out there and clients and shit and you know media and everything like that. Anyway, I do think there's a class element to it. There's a class classist element to it. Uh, anyway, let's continue here. Uh, there's a couple funny jokes here from this is from Stefan Heck, and he says, "Is he comparing his friend and coworker to a public urinal?" And this is a great post. Damn, can't imagine why he doesn't like my best friend Colin Jost. I bet he also hates buckets of dog cum, and there are dog turds in the bucket too. They should hire Stefan to write for us. <laughs> yeah, SNL. Stefan's funny as fuck. Well, they should just steal it. He should just apply, and they could just say this about like, "Wow, Trump is like buckets of dog cum, and there are dog turds in the bucket too." <laughs> Farrar, Jesse Farrar had another one JF had another one The Venn diagram of people who think Colin Joe stinks And people who don't like the famous and relatable thing Of using a small motorized brush To clean the inside of your penis hole So that it doesn't get bugs in it Is, yep, you guessed it, a perfect circle <laughs> I don't get What is the thing that goes in your penis hole? It's just hole? the worst thing you could imagine The ah, most horrendous uh, thing That you scary. could possibly imagine anyway. Jesse Farrar they should hire him to write for us. I now. read the thing that we can all see shampoo delivery because Kate likes to release the show as a podcast. And so I'm told to try to read everything anyway. Uh, so anyways. I don't know. It, I thought a penis brush was real. Uh, I think it is. I don't know. I don't think it is. Uh, um, che does this now. So now we're uh, now we're into this is like, you know, this is like 12 hours at this point. He's like been in. I've been in Che's head for 12 hours at this point. So uh Chase says, I'm always baffled by comics that publicly shit on comedy jobs. Here's some good unsolicited advice. Wow. Folks, I mean, how how it took him near the entire day before he had showed his true form as a showrunner. Nah. Anyway, I'm always baffled by comics that publicly shit on comedy jobs. Here's some good unsolicited advice uh, for people who want to work in comedy. LOL, don't do that. I mean, unless... Twitter personality is your professional ceiling. It's a bad idea. Oh my god! You know what? D like, it appears, Kate, that I was doing myself a disservice to my my dream of working on SNL by saying um, how bad SNL is, and by saying, as I've said before, how I would rather work in fracking than take a note from Colin Jost. I guess all my clear and evident interest in working for SNL, a job that I dream of someday having, I guess I won't be able to have it because I like specifically went out of my way to say that the head writers of the show um, suck as people and aren't funny. God, who could have known? I fucking, well, I wish I'd read this advice earlier in the day because I so desperately want to work on SNL and um, do a seven-minute-long sketch about um, how the coffee at, at, at Burger King tastes. I, that's what I want so much. I want to stay up till 3 a.m. With, with Colin Jost uh, uh, like patrolling the halls while I um, write about two people getting, getting really, really loud um, about the, the, the Burger King coffee and how good it is now. How the co the new coffee at Burger King is good. That's my dream. I want to move to New York and be in the 30 Rockefeller Center building writing Burger King coffee commercials and feeling really, really good and like I like I've really done something really important and cool because um I, I see celebrities sometimes. 
So, yeah, I mean, that was always my dream. And so I am really sad, you know, that this uh, that I'm not going to be able to do this, that I'm not going to be able to get on SNL. Anyway, let's continue. I said I tweeted. I said, and of course, as we all know it, say it with me. Never say anything negative about a showrunner. Uh, he responded, oh, Jackie, baby. <laughs> oh, Jackie, baby. Oh, Jackie, baby. He's like a new. Is this guy like a. Is this guy like a 1940s, like, is he like a 1940s entertainment executive? Is Michael Che, like, chewing on a big cigar, cigar sitting behind, like, a big oak desk? Like, uh, oh, Jackie, baby, you know, you can't be saying negative things about, uh, about um, SNL. You can't be saying negative things about a, um, a sketch where the whole joke of it is that, like, Adam Driver's like an old guy. That he's old. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't say anything negative about uh, the show that was only funny once this season, and it's because Adam Sandler went on it. Uh, someone who uh, famously hates SNL and Lauren Michaels and who was fired from the show, um, which really gives you a good sense of, you know, what type of person succeeds at SNL. You know, you think about, you look at it and you're like, wow, like Adam Sandler is the funniest guy, and him and Lauren hate each other, and he was fired from the show. And here he is. He's o the only one making a funny episode for the entire season. God, what does that say? What does that say about the type of person that succeeds in the environment of SNL? Kate, do you have anything you'd like to say? Rocco just te texted me to send him my SNL packet. <laughs> um, sure. Hey. Do I have anything to say? Well, you know, Calamari Dad is a sketch I wrote. Yeah. It's in my SNL packet. Hey, you can buy it. You already have the packet, so you can buy this sketch from me. Yeah. I think it would be really funny on Saturday Night Live, a show that I have nothing to say about in any negative way. Yeah. Here. Uh, oh, you know who plays the dad? Who's that? In the sketch. Who's that? Beck. There we go. And then you know who plays the son? Yeah. Pete. Yeah, I mean... And I, you know who plays the... Beck Bennett's a very funny guy. You know who plays the girlfriend? Beck is really funny. AD plays their girlfriend. Beck is very funny. And there's another dad... Spoiler in the sketch. There's another dad that comes out, played by Keenan. That's fun. Keenan again. And uh, it's really a funny sketch. Keenan and Beck, they're the two dads. They love calamari. That's fun. It's, That's fun. it's a funny sketch. It's a lot of fun. And, and Michael Che, if you're watching, you know, I don't know if I, uh, you know, if you can hold Jack's opinions against me. No. Uh, and I think if... You'll maybe find out later today from an Instagram story, Kate. Maybe we'll you, find out later if on. If you do... That's sexism, and you know how you can combat sexism. Well, here's the thing: hire is, a woman. Well, but the problem is though is that Che is okay with being a sexist. He's like okay with being a fucked up sexist guy. You, you know? and if you're not, if you want to turn that public image around, but I don't know if he does because he doesn't um, like women. If you want to silence Jack, yeah. Hire Kate. He doesn't like women, so you know I don't know that he would actually give a shit. Look about at this that. list of sketches. Yeah. He doesn't care. Hey, you know, remember they hired, they hired a woman at SNL pretty recently. She was a former Goldman Sachs executive who, like, worked in media acquisitions for NBC. They do hire women there. It's just like, um, 
Goldman Sachs executives. Uh, let's check this out. Uh, uh, so this is great. This is, oh, Jackie, baby, you can take my advice or you can continue to submit your packets to shows that don't know slash like you. LOL, I heard things. Things. Oh, God. That was actually not me hissing. That was once again me losing control of my bladder because of how funny this guy is. So funny. So funny. Doing jokes all the time. Always doing funny, funny jokes. He's funny. That's for goddamn sure. It's like this guy is funny and it's not that he plays to like it's not that he plays to like crowds of people that just see him because they know that he's on television and will laugh at anything he says and otherwise just goes to like entertainment, you know, uh, industry sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, events where there's just, you know, everyone is the kindest in the crowd because they're all like they have no fucking brain. And it's like it's not like it's not like Michael Che actually has no fans. It's not like Michael Che really actually doesn't have any fans uh, because his show is terrible and his stand-up is terrible. Uh, and really, he just has like a lot of followers online because he's on a television show. So it's not like he like doesn't have fans. I'll tell you this. You know, Michael Che all day was tweeting out to his fo- or like uh, Instagramming out to his like f- hundreds of thousands of followers. How many followers does he have on Instagram? Let me see here. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, he has near 500,000 followers. Okay. He has over 400,000 followers on Instagram and he's tweeting about me all day. He's putting my handle in it. He's doing the screenshots and that. And I will say for all the near half million people that follow him, um, I didn't hear from any of them. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Again. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. You are on the air. Jack, we're on minute 55 of I, Michael Che. I know. Well, that this is like, you know, we Come do on. have other stuff coming up the next hour. We're going to have Corner Spati, Spati on the show. On the show. We're going to have the boy, the guys Jack, from uh, Corner Spati. Joe Biden Spati. is going to cure cancer. I heard about that. Like, you know, we can't be so mean to him. Let's move on. I ca- 55 this- minutes. Come on now. All right. You know what? You this are acting shady. like a fucking showrunner. Do you want to read all acting of... Acting like a showrunner. Do you want to just read all of Calamari Dad? He's acting like a showrunner there. It's a really good sketch. Wow. Thank you, Jane. Oh, my God. Are we supposed to do a... What's it called then? Are we supposed to do a Wheel of Praise? Uh, I think we are. Jane. What? Is the sound alert not working? And six. Oh, my God. For Calamari Dad. Holy shit. Holy shit. I'll allow it. All right. Add Michael Che. Okay, so first of all, we have to do the uh, Wheel of Praise. Everyone, uh, the Wheel of Praise, if you're just watching for the first time, uh, I am a a bit of a grump. I guess you could say that I'm a bit of a grump. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I'm a bit of a grump. uh, And so we do something on the show called the Wheel of Praise where we put things on the wheel that I maybe don't love that much. Uh, And then we spin the wheel, and I have to praise it for one full minute. So we're going to add Michael Che to the wheel we're going to add Michael Che to the wheel. We do have the guys from Corner, Corner Spatey coming up in the, uh, in the next hour. But let's first bring up the Wheel of Praise and give it a spin. You know, Max Landis talk. There might, I mean, I'm going to have to go into it tomorrow because we're just, there's so much fucking show today. Nah, but Max, Max a lot Landis of wild is shit pretty with breaking. Max. It's, pretty, it's pretty fucked up. It's the Wheel of Praise. Spin again. Oh, Kate, hey, there you, we go. Did you add Michael Che? There we go. Uh, I did, yeah. God, fuck 
Kate. All right, Kate. It is time for a Kate hate, everybody. So this is uh, Kate has to do one full minute. She's very positive all the time. Kate has to do one full minute of unstructured hate about whatever she likes. Kate, go off. I hate that I didn't get on SNL. <laughs> I'm a really funny writer, and I'm really talented, and I changed all the characters' names to have uh, SNL people That's what they tell you them. to do. It's too and hard for them to remember who you cast. And I think I'm really funny, and I hate that I'm not successful. I'm, and, and I hate that Jack didn't give a shit about all of this, but I care deeply, and I hate that I care. I hate that I care that people like me. I hate that I care about being successful in Hollywood. I really genuinely do, and I hate that about myself. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. I hate it. I just, I want, you know, just to make funny, good art, and I want to, you know, be someone who people know about, and, and I want all the cool people to like me, and, and Jack doesn't care about any of that stuff, and, and he actually is cool for it. <laughs> He actually is cool, and I'll never be cool because I care. I care about being liked. Wow. Wow. Okay. We do have another uh, We have another thing we have to do right here. Where's the book? Oh, there it is. No, there, she bought it for Calamari Dad. Oh, she bought it for Calamari Dad? Okay, yeah. fine. That's fair. We'll do a reading of Calamari Dad. Do you want me to uh, play a part there? We have the guys I'll put it corner. up on the screen. I really want to get through this topic today, and, and we will. We will. I've heard things he said about me. By the way, I don't apply to shows. I truly, like, I'm trying to think about who he could be talking about, and I really think he's just bullshitting to, like, sound threatening to me. I do think he's bullshitting to sound threatening to me because, like, the only show I applied to was Alternatino, and I just, like, wrote a couple sketches for it. It's not like I'm, like, applying to a bunch of shows in New York and shit like that. I I applied to an Alternatino, and then on the WGA, like, submission board, I applied to, like, I don't even fucking remember. I applied one to uh, the Orville. I applied to one other thing, and then I applied. I can't remember. I applied to three things. They weren't even like news or like sketch shows. But yeah, there's like there's a show coming out called Alternatino. That's like I don't know with like the guy from fucking Broad City, and they hadn't. They asked me to submit for that. They sent it to you, my the Calmari Dad script. The Orville I applied for because the. Uh, because the, the the president of the WGA is the the head writer there, and I was like, maybe he likes my WGA posts or whatever. Um, <laughs> all right, Jack, check your email. All right, we, uh, we've been paid bits to watch Calamari to read to read Calamari, Calamari Dad. Dad. So let's do it. We have it up here. Should we? Do you want me to bring Don't this up and show the, the title page has my address? On okay, it. okay. Well, let me download this. <coughs> okay, let's see here. Okay, I won't show the title page. Um, oh, it won't. Uh, can we just read it? Do, we, do they have to see it, or do we just do we do we? Can they just? Is read it impossible it? to? I don't care. It's okay. like uh, I don't really know. I don't know how to like. Let's try this. Can't you open the attachment in Chrome and do Chrome mode? Yeah, but I don't really. That's what I'm trying to do right oh, now. Okay. And I don't know if it'll open. Let's see, because I tried dragging it in and it didn't open. But let's see, maybe this works. There we go. Cool, it does work. Okay. All right, let's uh, so let's go to Calamari Dad here. Um, ch -ch 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 okay, and uh, here we go, everyone. Uh, Calamari Dad, as written by Kate Raft. For SNL. Um, do you want to do uh, the stage directions? Sure. Uh, interior restaurant night. AD and Pete sit at a dinner table with menus in front of them. I'm nervous. What if your dad doesn't like me? Of course he'll like you. You're perfect. But there is something you should know about my dad before he gets here. Oh, no. 
What is it? He's a calamari dad. What? He likes to order calamari for the table. That seems normal enough. No, I mean, he really likes to order calamari for the table. It's kind of his thing. Beck, a classic dad wearing belted cargo shorts and a tucked-in dress shirt, enters. Uh, hey, guys, sorry I'm late. You must be Petey's new girlfriend. So nice to meet you. AD stands up to shake his hand. He goes in for a hug. <laughs> We're huggers in this family. They hug and uh, sit down to look at the menu. What do you say, kids? A little calamari for the table? That sounds great. Don't worry. I'm buying. <laughs> a waiter, Alex, walks up. Hello. Uh, welcome to Sherman's. Can I get you anything to start? How about a little calamari for the table? Uh... All right, anything else? Just a little calamari for the table is all we need. Uh, Alex nods and walks away. You see, I love ordering calamari for the table. Sort of my thing. Alex walks back in. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. We're all out of calamari tonight. You're out of calamari for the table? Yes, sir. We actually just gave the last order to that table over there. Alex points to a table with a nearly identical family, including another dad, Keenan, who's also wearing a tucked-in dress shirt and belted cargo shorts. Beck stares at the opposing table. Why don't we get something else? I'd even be okay without an appetizer. I'll handle this. Dad, not again. Can I have a word with you? Keenan's kids start to eat, but he stops them. Stop eating. Keenan stands up. Beck and Keenan now act like they're in a Western movie-style standoff. Yes. Looks like you got some calamari over there. I do. I love a little... I love to order a little calamari for, for the, the table. table. Huh. I always order calamari for the table. It's uh, actually my thing. No, I always order calamari for the table. It's actually my thing. Well, there's one only one order of calamari left in this whole restaurant. That's only enough for one table. Well, it looks like we got a situation on our hands. Keenan uh, shoves back. And I won't let anyone steal calamari for the table out of my family's mouth. Beck shoves him back. Hand over the calamari. I need it for the table. This is they get in each other's faces. This is my calamari for my table. This no, is for this, this is, is my I feed my I family my and family. I feed my family calamari. My family won't starve Dad, because of that's, you. That's you. Dad, stop. Oh, wait, is that me, actually? Dad, stop. They stop. Every time we go out to eat, you insist on ordering calamari for the table. This time they ran out, and I'm not going to let you start a scene. Pete grabs a plate of calamari. Everyone reacts as <gasps> if he just pulled out a gun. Please, put that plate down. You're acting insane. Okay, please, son. That is an entire plate of calamari you are holding. Please, don't spill the calamari, dear God. It's for the table. Oh, I'm not oh, I'm not going to dump the plate. I'm going to eat it, all of it, and you're all going to watch. Pete starts to eat every single piece of calamari. Whoa, what are you doing? But that's But that's for, for the, the table. table. Pete actually eats every last piece and as soon as the plate is empty, Pete slumps to the floor, sick to his stomach. Uh, the theme song from Road to Perdition plays. A long beat as the dads look at Pete, who's in pain. A somber moment like the end of an Academy Award-winning film. <laughs> he ate the whole thing. Another beat. He really did, didn't he? They both slowly look up at Pete again. 
In slow motion, they look back up at each other and smile wryly. <laughs> I'm Dan. Beck extends his hand to Keenan. Keenan shakes his head, doesn't extend his hand. We're huggers in this family. They embrace for a long time with their eyes closed. Slowly, all the kids join them in the embrace. Alex even comes back and joins in. Calamari starts to rain from the sky, and everyone smiles as the pieces of fried fish land on their faces. The lights dim, and we hear a voiceover. And that night, it rained calamari all over the world. Fathers everywhere rejoiced and hugged their kids a little tighter and said, Don't eat it all. That's for the table. A title card comes up on screen that says Calamari for the Table and a film festival leaf accolading, uh, raccolade reading, Palm Door Con, Con Film Festival. There we go. All right, let's get, let's get through this shit. This is, that was funny, Kate, but uh, we got to get through the rest of this. That was a long, you know, because we still have the guys from Connor Spathy coming on. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, so then he's like being weird and sort of threatening about something that I don't think is true because I don't apply for shows. I don't like to do packets. He's like, I've heard things. Uh, then I'm like, did he think I hope to someday work at SNL when I said I would rather do fracking than work with Colin Jost? And then I said, please, sir, please read my packet. And uh, Chase said, no, no, not for us. I wasn't talking about SNL, bud. LOL. Little more, uh, a little more sort of weird threatening stuff. And then I did this at the behest of Kate. I did this at Kate's behest. Uh, she was like, you should post that you're going to talk about the Michael Che thing on tomorrow's show. So I was like, I'll be talking about this whole thing with Michael Che. Who sucks and isn't funny on Jack AM tomorrow at 7 a.m. PST. Don't say that's on my behest. Well, you didn't say the part about how he sucks, but you did tell me to post this. Uh-oh, we got a call coming in, everybody. Let's see here. Oh, Jesus. One second here. Let's see. Again? Let's Don't see. Don't right. this. Uh, caller, you are on the air. Caller? Uh, caller? Um, caller? Hello? Hello? Caller, you're on the air. I'm sorry? This is Valerie. Hey, what's going on, oh, Valerie? How you doing? What's I happening? I thought it was going to be a Bolshevik. It was that 440 number. That's usually a sign of a Bolshevik call. <laughs> nope, no. It's me. So, so what's uh, going on? And, uh, uh, not much. The play was good yesterday. Very good. nice. Say that. And also want to say good sketch, Kate. Thank you. That shit Thank was really you. funny. Thank you. Yeah. Also, uh, sort of related to that, I want to say like what happened uh, Sunday night when we went out to dinner after BugCon with everyone. Sure, yeah. And I actually, yeah. And... Something really funny was that I ordered buffalo wings for the table. Yep. And Kate thought it was Jack. Yes, Kate was like, uh, I think you maybe even told this on yesterday's show even, but yeah, Kate was like, the the waiter came and was like, there's buffalo wings. And Kate was like, oh, Jack, you ordered buffalo wings? And I was like, no, it, like it was valid. Buffalo wings. Kate just assumes that if buffalo wings show up to a table, you see, I'm a bit of a buffalo wing husband. You know, I'm a bit of a You're buffalo a wing you husband. Have a you have a daughter. I'm a buffalo wing uh, dad. I'm a buffalo wing dad. And we'll take a little bit of buffalo wings for the table. Anyway, what's going on, Val? So uh, uh, we got to get you set up. We, by the way, uh, we, we, we got to talk soon because uh, I want to get you set up uh, uh, to do streaming for Bazizio Gaming uh, from home there. We got to get you uh, 
we got to get you set up uh, with, um, you know, with uh, so you can play Tetris there at home. Oh, definitely. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you think of all this Michael Che shit? What do you think of all this? You're a comedy expert, you know, real comedy historian. Uh, uh, (laughs) Just following the record of SNL had very skinny pieces of shit. Right. So, what are some what are some other uh, historical piece of shit SNL had writers? Uh, Let's see. If you go all the way back to the beginning, there's Michael O'Donoghue, who is just like this very like loud and angry man who also like just at times was very quiet and just listened to classical music. Okay, (laughs) that sounds kind of like me a little bit, I guess. I listen to classical music. What else? What else? Who who other other head writers do we have there? Uh, There was that guy Jim Downey who was like there for decades. Yeah, he's like a conservative, right? Yeah, yeah, he's like a friend of Ann Coulter, and cool. like by the end, he is like, like saying like Bill Maher talking points and like fighting with Seth Meyers. <laughs> okay, McKay, McKay, McKay is probably among the uh, the less bad head writers. Although he, uh, another head writer at that around that time was uh, Andrew Steele, who does suck majorly. Andrew Steele yeah. uh, does suck yeah. majorly, uh, and he's like kind of. It seems like he's gonna. Do all the sort of lazy Will Ferrell projects now that Adam and uh, and Will are no longer uh, working together? Because now McKay's one of the serious mm-hmm. guys. He's one of the serious. He's like in yep. the Mason yeah. Farrelly uh, category of like now he like dresses a little differently and he's like I don't fuck around with that stupid comedy shit anymore. I'm serious now yeah. because serious movies are you know what make people money these days. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I do want to say and perhaps okay. the most. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh, um, and perhaps the most um, going to the serious turn of a comedy guy, uh, the now bye-bye to Al Franken. Well, yeah. Yeah, the now bye-bye to Al Franken, who I believe is he he's doing a podcast now. Is that the case? Yep, the Al wow. Franken podcast. The Al Franken podcast is back, so, you know, he went from... What a journey. What a journey to, like, go from being on SNL and still end up just being a podcast guy. Like, you're someone on SNL Mm -hmm. in the 80s and 90s, and, you know, you end up doing a podcast in the 2010s. Like, if you just, like, missed the middle of Al Franken's career, you'd be like, yeah, that's, like, totally makes sense. You're like, oh, yeah, the fucking guy, like, uh, he's a... you know, the Stuart Smalley guy does a podcast now. It's like, well, no, he he did have a stop off in Congress for a little while. Uh, I, uh, I do have to take a break. Yeah. Um, but I don't I'm OK if you want to. That's say fine. It. We'll keep going. I want to get through this uh, topic. Well, Val, uh, uh, we'll get you set up very Val, soon. It's good to hear Welcome from you. to the board. Welcome to the board of directors for uh, Bug Main LLC. Hey. And I think we're going to be uh, meeting soon and um, starting to plan uh, Bug Con 2020. But uh, and we'll get you set up on Bazzizio Gaming pretty soon. But uh, thank you for calling in. I'm glad to hear you're back home and uh, all good. OK, have a good day. Talk to you Bye, later. Val. Thank Bye. you. Is Joe on the board yet? There are things I can't say about the board because there are silent members on the board. There are I, I can't confirm or deny whether Joe is on the board, but there are people on the board who have not been announced uh, as being on the board. Anyway, so this is Che. This is finally the fucking last thing of it, and then I will take a break. I just really want to get through this Che thing. Uh, uh, I uh, uh, I posted saying, like, I'll be talking about this whole thing with Michael Che, who sucks and isn't funny, on Jack AM, and he's like, of course you will, bud. Of course you will. This is your shot, baby. And I'm like, I, you know... I did it, folks. 
I went and worked at the fucking Jimmy Kimmel show. Like, I went and worked on television, and I quit the show. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I, you know, uh, uh, not everybody wants, like, the same thing that you want. You know what I mean? Like, some of us, like, don't really, like, you know, whatever. I, I'm not going to get into, like, why I quit the Jimmy Kimmel show. But, like, it is, like, I was on television. I was making the money. I was writing on a TV show. I was, like, appearing on it here and then. You know, I don't want to, like, I, I, like, I didn't want the job that Michael Che does, frankly. Uh, and I don't want to work for Michael Che. I don't want to work, you know, the idea of just breathing, you know, uh, uh, carbon dioxide in a room where we, like, sit around a table in 30 Rock and try to pitch out the names of celebrities. It's not appealing to me, frankly. I don't want to do it. I don't need to work for, like, egotists like Michael Che, who, uh, you know, think that this shit, who gives a fuck? Anyway, that's the Michael Che update. That's the full Michael Che of it all, everybody. We will see if Michael Che continues to be obsessed today, if Michael Che continues to uh, punch down at me. We'll see whatever. uh, Maybe he'll get homophobic with me today. We can all just uh, hope and dream. Um, You know, I'm checking to see right now if there's anything. Oh, boy. Let's see here. I think we have a call coming in, everybody. Let's see here. Uh, one second. Uh, oh, boy. Caller. Caller, you are on the air. We have a, a caller on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. It's Jack Hello? AM. Hi. Hi. This is, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. What's going on? Hi, this is Michael Che. Oh my God! We have Michael Che on the line. Wow! Uh, you <laughs> no, know, I'm, I, I'm not really Michael Che. Uh, no way! No way! No, okay. I'm well, not really. Who is this really? That was that was a pretty <laughs> convincing prank. That was a pretty convincing it's prank. Just some that we some, some lighthearted European racial humor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fun. Well, you know that is kind of uh, you know it is that that's they're a little more accepting of all that over in Europe. So who who is this? What's going on? Yeah. It's it's no problem over here, you know. We don't have we don't have this problem here. Right? Here. Isn't it like the Santa Claus is in blackface over there and shit like that? Like that isn't like like isn't like yeah just, in some countries. Yeah, there's a lot of like uh, blackface yeah. Santas over there and uh, it's yeah. normal. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's so fine. what's going on? So uh, uh, thank you for calling <laughs> in. Uh, uh, thank you know I was I was absolutely convinced uh, that this was Michael Che when I first answered the phone. <laughs> fucking pranked me. You got me. Uh, um, but but what else is going on? Yeah. How are you? I just wanted to tell you that Europe is behind you, Jack. Oh, we wow. are all fully in your corner. Wow, I appreciate that. Just that completely is completely full support. Wow, I do You're appreciate fully that. Fully in the right. Look at that. You're 100 percent right. There we go. Yep. Isn't that isn't that usually the, the case? That's not always ridiculous. the case. It's not always the case that I that I'm completely <laughs> in the right. But he is being fucking ridiculous. Michael Chase yeah. being ridiculous. Oh no 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 oh no 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 no! I wasn't talking about the SNL thing. Oh. What, what were I was, you talking I was about? talking about the, the sexual harassment accusations. About what? The, the accusations from the Bolshevik. Oh, um, well, yeah. No, I don't know if we... Yeah. That, so I'm not really... I haven't made a public statement. No, no, we fully support you. Jack, we fully support you. This is 100% you are right. Okay. Both you and Polanski unfairly maligned. Okay, yeah. You're 100% in the right and we so are don't, totally I don't you. need to be with... Okay, the, the, the lumping me in with Polanski... If this is a kind of European in the right kind of thing, I'm not. No, I don't, no, no, no. 
You know, where's, maybe where's if, the I, No, I don't. No. Okay. So this is so this you're there's a they're a little more libertine over there. And to be honest with you, I, I thought this call was going to go in a different direction. I thought this call was going to go in a slightly different direction. So I don't need necessarily. Look, you don't have to say anything. We don't know if the Bolshevik wanted it. We don't know if maybe he wanted it, maybe he didn't. Oh know. my God! How French of you! How French of you to say that? How what? What are you a, a French uh, film star? Um, anyway, I uh, uh, I I appreciate the support, um, but I I do think that maybe um, I don't necessarily want this particular one. Um, but I I do appreciate the call in. Uh, well, you got it. You got it anyway. Wow, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to have that support. Uh, um, well, caller, is there anything else? Is there anything you'd like to get into? We do have to, uh, I think, a break pretty soon. We're going to have Karna Spaiti on the uh, on the show uh, uh, pretty soon. Spaiti, it's pronounced Spaiti. Spaiti, 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 right? Like that. Spaiti. Spaiti. Please don't embarrass me. It's oh my spaiti. God, Spaiti, Spaiti. Can you walk me through it one more time? Karna Spaiti. Corner Spaty. Spaty. Yeah. Well, yeah. I really do appreciate you calling in. This is a. Uh, uh, it's good to talk to you, and I, I no really problem. do appreciate your support and that you're in my corner. And again, we fully support you, Jack. Thank you. Let's just so we'll in the in the VOD, Kate. When we do the MP3, let's cut out the middle section of this call and just only keep the parts in where <laughs> they say that they support me. Okay. All right. What did I miss? Uh, I'll I'll tell you later because I, I I haven't made a public statement about it just yet. All right. Well, uh, uh, thank you for calling in. It's good to talk to you. And um, uh, yeah, thank uh, you. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, please call in again. We'd love to have you call in another time. Yeah. Okay. Anytime you like. Uh, uh, but I'm gonna take a quick break right now because I want to like um, like freshen up before we have on the the fellows from Connor Connor Spaty 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 Spaty. Jesus. Oh my God! I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm not that. You know, I'm not that good with the, the accents and everything like that. Like, I'm Spaty, Spaty. It's got an umlaut over the a. It's an umlaut over the a. Is what it has. Yeah. Spaty. Spaty. Kate. Right. Is that right? All right. Uh, all right. I'm gonna let you go right Perfect, now. Kate. Good Perfect. talking to you. Do you want to say? Do you want to say who you are? You you don't have to if you don't if you don't want to say it. But I have I have an idea. Anyway. Oh, people know. I have a theory. Okay, people know. People, people know. know. If you know, well, you know. If you know, people you know. know. If you know, you know, folks. Uh, uh, well, good talking to you. Uh, uh, please feel free to call in anytime, and uh, uh, and um, yeah, okay. we, we'll talk to you later on. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. Wow. What a call. call that was fun. A call from Europe. That was a call from Europe of all places. Uh, what a treat. That was a lot of fun. Let's take a quick break, uh, a couple minutes, and then we will come back, and we will have the folks from uh, Connor. Spaty. 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 Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. We are back. That's a wonderful new song from A Minute of Midi. I love that song. Really, really, so really a good song. Really, really good. enjoyed it a lot. Uh, let's do this. Let's get on our friends from Corner Spaty. Corner Spaty. 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 I think I added them, but maybe it's still pending or something. No, I think it is. Oh my God! Who was I supposed to add here? It's like friends uh, online. Spate. Let's see. Oh, there we go. Okay, cool. Spatey. Let's see if I can't uh, start this voice call here. Spatey, Connor. Spatey, Spatey. No, like that. Let's see. Okay, let me see if this Jack, is. Jack, you're embarrassing right. yourself. I'm embarrassing myself. Yes. Hello. Uh, one second. I don't know if they can hear you out there yet, but uh, let me put this on really quickly. Um. 
You are oh uh, uh, sorry about this. So let's try one more time. You are you should be on the air now. Hey, what's You're going live. on? Oh, it's shit. Oh, hi. Hey. Whoa. Wait, am I let's swear? <laughs> How's it going, guys? Uh, this is we have with us the folks from from Connor Spatey. Spatey, is that correct? I've been trying my best for this entire show to do it, but uh, I, I mean. You're gonna butcher it. It's fine. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's a sign of solidarity knowing that then the German language is incredibly stupid for everyone who's not a native speaker. Thank so. you. Thank yeah. you so much for recognizing that. Um, well, uh, could you all introduce yourselves? I, we have a couple of you on here, so would, would everyone feel free to just uh, go go down the line and uh, introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'll start off. Um, I'm Nick. Um, yeah. That's Nick waved. Just Nick waved. no one I saw that. Why? Yeah. Nick is waving all the way. And where where yeah. are you? Are you guys in Germany right now? Yeah, Berlin. Berlin. So they're over in Germany. He's oh, waving wow. over in Berlin. I okay. want to go to Berlin. Who else do we have here? Uh, yeah, you have me, which is uh, a Kieran. Uh, I'm Irish, but I, I also live in Berlin, and I, I'll wave as well. Sure. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for the waves, everybody. That's I'm nice. waving back. We're waving back over here. You can see us waving back all the way here in Los Angeles. Oh, who else do we have on there? Damn, good vibes. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> is that it? We just have the two. Of you? We have the two of you, right? It's only two. No, and we got uh, wait. I can't hear. There's a third. There's a third one that apparently can't hear. I can't hear our third. Oh no. Uh oh. This is a disaster already. You're on mic for a second. This is Michael Che coming to you live from Berlin. You're over in Berlin. Oh my God, Michael. No, this isn't. This isn't Michael Che. But I can confess now that I did hack his Instagram to juice the numbers for this interview. Sorry about that. Well, I appreciate that. That benefits us too. That does benefit us too. Thanks for juicing the numbers. Do appreciate it. Thanks for juicing the numbers. I'm Kate, by the way. Nice to meet you all. And I'm Jack. Wow. Look at this. We're all meeting each other. We're all meeting each other over here. You know, I asked you on because I was. It was sent. An episode of the show was sent to me, and I thought it was really good. Uh, of uh, uh, Corner Spatey, 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 Corner Spatey was sent to me where you guys all kind of went through who all the fucked up, and it was Comrade Noticed Me who sent it. Uh, a comrade Noticed Me out there in the chat. She's just called in. She is great. Uh, um, and uh, uh, you, where you guys all went all through the like sort of uh, uh, the EU pundits, the pundits over in the EU, and how they're all fucked up and shitty. <laughs> like, maybe even worse than we have out here. Um, uh, but that was a great episode. Um, and Oh, uh, yeah. We were just kind of, like, discussing about beforehand, like, if we had to explain Europe to, like, in, in the short, shortest amount of time to, like, yeah. an American, because every American comes up, like, oh, my God, Europe's so great, so cultured, this and that and that. Yeah. It's like, well, you get free health care, but you have to sacrifice it with just like a horrible political landscape. That's like if the United States like just never ended because you have an election <laughs> like in every other country, like every year. Right. Right. It's it's uh, a kaleidoscope it, of United States is with yeah. all with all different special forms of racism. Yeah. And like just actual Nazis everywhere, too. Yeah. So. Actual <laughs> real Nazis. <laughs> I mean, Americans Americans complain about their two-party system, but imagine if you had the infrastructure of your government where the Ku Klux Klan could just become a party, because what happens here? <laughs> it happened here, too. I will say that it's, <laughs> it, it is happening here, too, even with our uh, uh, beloved two-party system. Uh, um, <laughs> but so, yeah, I, I my thought for this was that I was like, you know, me and Kate are Americans and, you know, not particularly you know bright i guess i mean we're we're bright we're what pretty we're fuck? pretty smart we're smart yes. folks speak over for here yourself, okay douche. i speak for my, i guess we just as americans and as typical americans just don't know as much as we should about eu politics about the politics over there and so i, mean, I thought i would give you the the unenviable and impossible task of trying to explain to us what in the fuck is going on over uh, in the eu 
Yeah, we should clarify that Nick and I are Americans too. We're just uh, wow, and we're also we're also really stupid. So yeah, but you're so over the there. You're over everything. in the the muck of it, and you know you can see what you know. You'll you can tell us uh, uh, as Americans who have uh, uh, gone over there, who have uh, uh, have spent time among uh, the natives. Uh, you can you know translate it back for all of us Americans uh, here in in the motherland. Yeah, they're they're um, no. They're, I will confirm they're stupid. Um, however, I've been a European all my life. Thank you, thank you, thank you very oh, much. Good, good. Um, wow, <laughs> so worldly, so worldly. And erudite. <laughs> That's so erudite for me to even hear. I know, right? But he's Irish, so he doesn't like fully count as European either. No, I'm barely okay. white. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're going back to like 1930s racism, where all Irish people are descended from mud. Um, <laughs> It's it's us the Greeks and the Southern Italians. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like ugh, politics over here is like crazy, and the European Union is weird. It's it's a lot of pomp and circumstance because a lot of the European Union like does it matter, or like the pol political side of it doesn't. But it, it's it's very hard to explain. It makes you feel good though. It makes yeah. There yeah. was a lot of political ads that were run by like airlines because they're the ones who benefit the most from the European Union. Oh really. Uh, Really? Yeah. So, like, what is that? So they're they're just like outright buying like political advertisements, for, like for there is it like Delta meets the Nazi Party or whatever? Like, what the fuck is it? No, it's, it's more just like if Delta just told you to vote, please give this institution legitimacy gotcha. so that we can still exist. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Nothing makes me want to mo vote more than seeing EasyJet, which is one of the discount airlines here, yeah. just have a big sign that says "vote" and like two business guys like shaking hands. So yeah, you can do business <laughs> all across Europe. You vote. Yeah. Nothing wants yeah. me, makes me want to vote more than like thinking about what it's like to uh, travel via airlines. Yeah. So I'm being told well, once mean, again by the wonderful comrade notice me to ask you about Volt. V O L. <laughs> God damn it! Yes! Uh, yes! Uh, We've been destroyed. Wow. So so we we got wow. we got like like someone got really mad at us. I was it on on Twitter or Reddit or something Reddish. like that? Yeah. Because I have a conspiracy that Volt doesn't actually exist. Okay. And, what is Volt? Uh, what is Volt? Okay, okay. All right. Volt is like a is, is is a brand new party that started in Europe like what a year and a half ago or so. And they're just kind of like, Europe, it's cool. Like let's do <laughs> let's, do, let's let's do more of that. Wow. And they don't really like they don't really have any positions it's just kind of like you know us europeans just gotta you know stick our heads together and, and more europe will be better for everyone so what it's it, password. sorry kate thought my password was showing on screen sorry about that uh, I, pull, I just pulled up the page. i pulled up the uh page for on the, the twitter page for volt europa and it says pan-european movement changing politics one citizen <laughs> at a time yeah this yeah, might means hey, nothing nothing literally not, fucking nothing this looks like it just like appears to be a political party it just looks like it might just appear to be <laughs> yeah. one. it is it is the simulacrum of a political party it is the facade <laughs> in the way I'm, it, when, in the way a mcdonald's burger isn't really a burger it's just the idea of a burger well, okay it's the platonic ideal of a burger and but you know yeah, we yeah, yeah. you know i i know that you europeans over there might want to talk to talk some shit about mcdonald's but we won't be hearing that on this particular show oh I'm no we we, we love mcdonald's uh we, mcdonald's we, is a fine irish brand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is irish it is it's got the mick in it oh it is mick yeah it does donald's. have the mick it has the mcdonald's yeah but you can't 
can't Mick is a smirk. I really think I believe sorry, oh, oh geez that's awful Kate you I said know. what the hell I'm sorry I know you didn't mean I to didn't. say that but like I didn't even catch it how much you didn't mean to say it but no, Kate you're no, canceled no, no. you're talking you're talking European politics the slurs are about to come out <laughs> <laughs> listen I it can't be know, my father is 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 Irish he's, wow he's an Irish citizen in fact wow Kate just threw out a racial slur she's canceled everybody wow. sorry about that wow okay so we have the page up here for Volt uh, uh, but yeah. what else what else what's uh, what else is going on in European politics? I mean, I've been deep diving in Volt, so I'll I'll show up for a sec and let someone else come in with something else. Uh, the just okay, so like Volt is just really weirding me out at the moment because yeah. they're like claiming they're a grassroots movement, but they just have like way too much of a po like polished professional image to do that. Yeah, and they keep talking about like how they're crowdfunded and stuff like that. But as some snarky Germans on Reddit pointed out, like three is a crowd, like three billionaires probably funding this. <laughs> Naturally enough, there's just like, like this, there's this one guy like called Klaus von Lupe, who's like funding this party because his son is in it. And he's like dropping like 30 K on this party. Wow. Um, through two donations, through one, uh, one, his personal name. And then like one through a company of the many companies he owns. Um, I'm wow. still deep diving into this, but I'm I am legit going insane. I have like so many spreadsheets. This is truly funny. I'm just like looking through all the pictures on their like Volt account. It's just like a bunch <laughs> of stock photos. It, it, they look these do look like almost yeah. like like uh, it's like, the most like phoned in political yeah. campaign that you yeah. can ever imagine. I, I want to reassure you Americans and all the Americans watching this that um, despite what you see in these pictures, there are people of color on this continent. They're just not involved. <laughs> that is very not involved in the Volt movement. Yeah, these Volt it's pictures. Incredibly white. These look like a like a like the pictures from BugCon is what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, so white, Volt so white. I do have to say, um, is this being paid for by the airlines? And so yeah, or that was this people were paying for. I, the airlines thing was that people were paying to be in support of the European Union. Is that correct? Because yeah, just like, just yeah. go and go and vote. Voting's cool, you know. You don't. We don't know what it actually does in Europe, but hey, you know, you're a European. Like, just baby, vote. make it work. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of that. Um, we we do get a lot of that out here, mostly from Democrats, obviously. That is just kind of like the like voting itself is the action. Like simply to vote is the most important thing you can do as a uh, uh, as a citizen of the of this. Republic public that was very much what volt is doing as well like all their like events on the ground are just meet and greet meet and greet meet and greet yeah. meet and greet please <laughs> know the brand name volt yeah. like all their posters were just the volt logo they didn't yeah. say what they were doing they just wanted you to remember the name so that when you fucking stumbled into the polling booth <laughs> you were like ah the purple volt all right cool Whoop. yeah Here's one from Volt that I have up that is just the Scrabble, like Scrabble tiles spelling out the word <laughs> It's vote. literally a fucking, <laughs> uh, uh, what's it called, those... What? Those images that you can just like buy. Oh, like a stock image. Oh yeah, yeah it, it is. It's just like a stock. Photo. It's like a stock photo, yeah. and then they just put over the classic semi-transparent purple vault, you know, uh, iconography over it. Europe. This will be. This will be like my scathing takedown of this party. Is not like where all their money is coming from, but one day I'm just going to have a conniption fit on Twitter and just post like a zoomed in footage of the Shutterstock logo over one of their images. Yeah. <laughs> like, at all of them. Yeah. What's so funny is that it's like, you're right that this probably just is like a couple of rich people funding a political movement. And it's like, it's just that easy. All you have to do is buy. Like, really, I'm looking at this and I'm like, you could start a political movement with like. 20 grand or something like that <laughs> maybe uh, uh yeah it just doesn't even seem that hard to buy some stock photos and put the word vote vote on top of it 
So they got they got uh, they got one seat in Germany for the European Parliament. So that's one out of seven hundred and fifty-one, and they spent at least a hundred and seventy thousand on that one candidate. Wow. Uh, yeah, because okay, that's where so, the that's the. So it is costly. It's costly to take over <laughs> politics. You, it's not simply it's not simply the stock images. You're right. There's there's other elements to it. Uh, um, so Volt uh, believes in nothing. Uh, people out there wearing the, the purple shirts are trying to get people to vote and Volt out there. Uh, <laughs> so they, I speak They don't actually the... exist. Yeah, they don't like, actually exist. They From... they aren't real people. Like that's just they're <laughs> well, this, all this, photoshopped. This it's is all pretty, stock photos. Yeah, it's all this stock is pretty photos. specific, actually. So I speak Trotsky has, in the chat, uh, in in the the chat, chat here. here has their from their Wikipedia. Wikipedia. So economically, Volt Europa supports digitization. Investment that also yeah. means nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, Investment in the green and blue economy. What's blue? I don't know. What's the blue? Is that water? Is that like it's, using it's water? The oh, it's it the is. ocean. It's the ocean. It is the yeah. ocean. Okay. So we always like, forget that. Um... Does that mean like whaling? Is are they talking about whaling? It, it, <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a like it is a word. It's energy. a word cloud yeah. from like what was big when they like launched the movement. Right. So the fight against poverty and inequality. Uh, also with the establishment of a European minimum wage, a more unified European tax system, also doesn't really mean anything, and the public-private partnerships. Uh-oh, there we go. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. The public-private <laughs> partnerships to revive are like economic one... growth. What is that? That yeah, means these are like people getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so these are like a massive loop. Like, one of the things that the European Union actually does do is mm -hmm. just, like, make these things happen, these massive, in like either investment projects or development funds, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And they always, yeah, you see this, the word PPP everywhere when dealing with then, um, especially like Eastern Europe and whatnot, you know, like the, the Public newly developed partnerships. Yeah. Public private partnerships. It's just a fancy word for just like privatization and the state creating markets. It's, it's absolute bullshit. So of course these yeah. like, you know, uh, a, a party with like the most vague shit, whatever, is just going to be a just brutally neoliberal party. Well, like, right, yes, no... it seems like what their what their aims are. are they like a bunch of sort of three vague things that don't mean anything, and then also we do think that the government should like pay out to corporations, like, yeah, in a exactly. major way. Okay, for for economic growth. Um, okay, so uh, that's Volt Europa. Uh, but what <laughs> what other things should be on our radar over there in 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 the land of I don't know Brexit and uh, and uh, you know I don't know what else what the hell else is going on over there. Yeah, well, it's it's important you mentioned Brexit because we talk about Volt so much, not just because they're funny first mm -hmm. and foremost, but also because this is kind of the alternative that's being pitched. Mm -hmm. A lot of mm -hmm. the far right movements that are rising across Europe oh, right. um, um, kind of pitch themselves as anti EU, anti Europe. That's kind of more complicated than it sounds, especially yeah. as you, in the last European elections. A lot of them are like. Great, we'll we'll be in the European Union. Like you let the refugees drown in the Mediterranean. Big, yeah. That's that's what we want to do. So <laughs> like it's not really against their interests per se, right. but they they're in a position where they can pitch themselves as anti-Europe and be against all of the quote unquote like whatever people might um, might project mostly. into that. Yeah. Right. Whereas the the like alternative to them has to be like Volt, 
just the most vague but pro-Europe right. position. They just, just we love Europe, we love Europe, limp. and they don't have anything else. Yeah, very limp, uh, no, like, like beliefless, <laughs> a limp, beliefless nothing is the only thing that can stand up. That's that's also similar to America over here. Is uh, the only thing mm. that can stand up against like the hard right slide into fascism is like the weakest politicians we've ever seen offering nothing. I mean, I'm I'm ready for Armageddon, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so this, so you're telling us that uh, that you know uh, what what Volt Europa is is it's stemming. Okay. They're playing a fucking sound clip over here. Sorry about that. They just played a sound clip of somebody singing "Shut Up About Politics." So sorry about that. That's I just do a fucking hey. Guess what? Show here. We won't be shutting up. I about won't be politics. shutting up about politics. Flip okay. Campbell. All right. Sorry about that. Probably paid for by. Volt. Yeah, Volt probably, Europa. Yeah. <laughs> There's a fucking Volt Europa shill out there. Hey, that's for you sure. Know, Twitch and Volt both have purple. Um, it's true. Logos. They do have both have purple yeah, logos. Volt is going to become our, our our Pepe Silvia. Yeah, it's like. going to be like a big giant beautiful mind board in in, in, in offices over here. I'm going to do that genius thing that happens in movies where I just start writing on the glass because I'm too smart for paper. Oh, too yeah. smart. Whatever that too is. Smart. It has paper. to be has to be a uh, uh, you know a dry erase pen on a uh, on, yeah. on glass. Oh, That's I the use Sharpie because I'm even smarter so but you are saying that uh, uh this this volt is sort of the only is like being positioned as like the main uh, uh stop gap to stop the flood of like you know outright like you know uh, uh violence against the roma and like you know uh isolationism and like uh, racism on the right and you're in on the rise in europe is that is that what you're telling me uh no, like oh, absolutely okay. not. Volt okay. is just a Volt is just a. a it's a, a perfect distillation of like a lot of other parties that are trying to do yeah. that. and it's just gotcha. kind of like they're funny. They're they're funny for us. Like they're I really hope they don't. Yeah, yeah. I really hope that that at least we all hope that they don't build and and become this like. I mean, literally, just like if if the Democratic Party existed in the United States, like more so, I think than any other European party because they're just so blatantly centrist and so you know right. whatever proudly but, centrist. Um, yeah, yeah. And but I think like in the terms of like actual like, you know, movements within Europe that are that are actually sitting to the right, like there are I mean, you have to go by a country to country basis. Mm -hmm. I think in Germany, it's a really good example of seeing how um, there are a lot of like direct actions that are kind of like taken between like um, whether you look at like, you know, anarchist groups or, you know, actual political parties that are on the ground trying to like, you know, change the rhetoric. It is really difficult because the far right in Germany is growing. Um, but at the same hmm. time, that's, too, that's, that's a little bit alarming, huh? Yeah, that's, that's Isn't that just like slightly uh, alarming to anybody. It's a, it's important that you know that's not exactly like history because you know this time it's starting in Italy. Yeah, wonderful. So while while like political parties are having a hard time of grasping the situation, like there are like I, I think that we have to like you know do like give credit to the activists who are on the ground for sure, for sure, for sure. To, like you know. So, um, yeah, but, I do like, feel yeah. like the left in Europe, I mean, maybe there's just sort of more of a, of a history and tradition with it. Like, you know, I think that there is more, uh, you know, we are, we ha it's growing here in the United States, but it just feels like there's more sort of comfort with it and more energy, uh, uh over there. Maybe it's just cause you're also erudite and, uh, and I and mean, there wasn't the FBI just like destroying every that's single left wing movement. That's true. So. Yeah. That you had that advantage too. Uh, you only had the CIA doing that over there. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, like, I, I think a good example of this would be uh, one of the most recent episodes we talked about a movement happening here, very particularly in Berlin, called mm. Deutsche Wohnen und Koenteignung, which is basically in response to the rising rents in Berlin, which, mind you, is like still like the cheapest capital city in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, like they just decided the way to tackle that is to like seize something like 350,000 properties, apartments, uh, just get the government to take all of those. And that's a really popular campaign that like average people on the street are like entertaining the thought of. Mm. It's not like out of the purview. Yes, yeah, I and like that's, that. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, but Housing like, is a human it, right. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's also the case here that um, so in Berlin the left party was pretty much behind it most of the time. Now the Greens are tentatively, at least in the capital city, mm. but it is a, a grassroots movement. You know, there are more left wing parties, there are parties that call themselves communists, whatever, but they're not doing these things all over the place. I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush, yeah. but it's what's true there is also true here that like a lot of the energy comes from the grassroots. Um, and there is like the there is a little bit of a disconnect in some countries in Europe between like the grassroots and the actual politic, like mm-hmm. political parties. But there are some good political parties around Europe uh, that are like doing some cool shit. So it's not all doom and gloom. It's just it is in Germany and Germany controls everything. So, <laughs> wow. oh, perfect. So it's only all doom and gloom, kind of. It's only kind, kind of, of all yeah. doom and I gloom. I mean, fuck. Um, so, uh, uh, what the fuck is it like? To have uh, uh, universal health care. What, what can you can you tell me? You know, oh, I, I, like can, I can tell you in beautiful detail, yeah. um, <laughs> especially growing up with the garbage American system. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I, I had a you know, I had a minor surgery. It wasn't anything big, but mm-hmm. um, for my entire life, I couldn't breathe out of like my nose, you know, deviated septum, a normal problem. Sure. But yeah. in, the, in the United States costs like, I don't know, like six thousand dollars to get the surgery or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of avoided going to the doctor just in the like American sense of, of you know, you just don't go to the doctor. Like, I don't yeah. want to have to, you know, get this That's surgery. That's one of the most terrifying things to have to do that. Yeah. Make, to, to go to a doctor yeah, could mean that you're, your that you're bankrupt forever. Yeah. And I mean, to even simply like, go like, to a doctor. You could yeah, either yeah, die yeah. or I mean, go bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the problem I had would have not killed me, but I would have at least, you know, been a little bit in, in, in debt, to say the least. Right. And so, um, you know, in that mentality, just avoided it for like four years. Finally, then go to, you know, the nose specialist. I'm like, yeah, you have a, you have a messed up nose. Yeah. We're going to fix it. We're going to do this and that and that. I'm like, okay, shit. Like, I'm going to wait for a bill. Like, I'm just going to wait for like a 3,000 euro bill to come my way. Yeah. And then all this stuff goes through. You know, I get my the, the procedure done, you know, come out. They're just like, you know, I'm, I'm in the operating room thing or whatever. I wake up. I'm like, okay, you can go home now. I'm like, wait, I don't have to pay. They're like, no, like, you're fine. Like, you can just go like, you know. I'll meet back with you the next week to see how your surgery is. I'm like, do I pay then? And like, no, like you don't pay. Like it's covered. Like, <laughs> oh my so, God. I was so cry. confused by it. Yeah. And it, this is like a minor procedure. So obviously like, it's not something that then that, 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 that would have cost money here. I'm like there are things that then like, you know, cancer treatments and stuff like that, you know, aren't completely free. They're significantly right. cheaper than the United States. So, but y- y- you won't die and you won't, I mean, right. you may die. Like that's, you I'm, might. I'm, I mean, death is a, is a part of life. You we're, know, all we're all going to die. We're all going to die I mean, at not, some point, but, uh, yeah, like yeah. lack of access to care though is definitely like, yeah. not so much, at least in Germany, like to be fair, like, uh, in a lot of Southern European countries coming a problem because yeah. of austerity, but at least for in Germany, like most people are pretty set. The healthcare system has problems, but it's more in the problems of like how it's structured, yeah. not so much in the lack of access. Yeah, there's like, a, I think the left argument, or like the argument against universal healthcare, like particularly in the United States, really does fall apart 
like I know the classic thing to say is like, oh, Europe has it. But then if you start looking at each individual country, you see there's like a lot of different ways to implement it. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's like, I think the classic argument is, oh, we can't afford it. And then like Spain is falling apart to the seams and like every second person is unemployed and they still have like one of the highest healthcare services <laughs> in the world. Yeah. I um, mean, yeah. I mean, look what it is that we it's, just. It's like our pharmaceutical companies and there's all these businesses making so much money off of people dying. So yeah. they want to keep it that way. Yeah. It's, it's really what you would call a PPP. It's a, a PPP. It's a public private <laughs> partnership is uh, what we have over here. Yeah. Uh, we're getting uh, PPP uh, all over everything. <laughs> and, and the way we do PPP. PPPs over here is that the the private uh, just pays off the public servants, uh, and so the partnership is uh, to keep all of us uh, paying the private as much as possible. So uh, that's wonderful. It's nice over here. Uh, um, look, I mean, I frankly feel like I'm like I, I look pants. I look in the future for America, and I'm like, people in my generation are just going to like like die in the streets <laughs> if we don't like figure it out. Like there is no like I don't see what the other outcome is for all of us. Uh, uh, so you know, maybe we'll figure. It out or maybe we'll just uh, all end up in the streets uh, um, or so you can make a vote U.S. party. I mean, like that is also Volt. a solution. Celebrate the Volt. United States. We we Volt. need a, we need a party that just celebrates the United States. Yeah, <laughs> baby. You know you, you don't I, you, you, you don't, don't have one of those parties. Of no, no, Kieran, they have none of those parties. We oh, they were, no. <laughs> no one's trying to no, fucking dry hump the you, flag. I don't know. I was I was watching Fox News the other day. It told me that then like people are not proud to be American. And that really bothered me. You yeah. need a party that then is really proud to be American. Yeah, we need more pride. We that's the thing is Americans need to feel like they live in the best country in the world more. That's what we need. Yeah. We need we need Americans to feel the conviction that their country is the best no matter what. Uh, more. I find it really funny because I have like a lot of friends who have done like study I mean kind of funny for me like being from the US but then having friends who do who, who do study abroad and they're like really excited when they go. And they come back and like that country's fucking dog shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, America. I mean, like I, I did America a road trip. Sucks. I did a road trip through America not too long ago, a couple years ago, and I was like, man, like this fucking country. It's like just so like it's all the same. It's just every city is just like a bunch of tall buildings that have like bank names at the top of the buildings, and then just like Chipotle's and CVS and shit. Like this country, like. Uh, there's not a lot going on over here. There's not a lot going on over here uh, right now. Um, so what else should we be aware of? Uh, we only have like a little bit more left of the show. We have like eight minutes left. But what should we be aware uh, of in uh, EU politics? Anything else? Yeah. What is like if you had to to boil a message down to the, you know, leftists here in the U.S. about about what you guys are, what's going on over there? What would you tell us? It's socialism or the entire Netherlands is gone. Wow. <laughs> That's basically it. It's going to be gone underwater, as well as Denmark and most of northern Germany and Poland. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. cool with northern Germany disappearing. Uh, well, yeah, we all want <laughs> Germany to disappear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just actually, actually, I take that back. I want global warming so, like, the three most racist countries in Europe just disappear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but, like, Austria is going to live through it. It's mostly mountains. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot well, about good. Austria. Comrade right. Notice Me is going to be fine. So we're all good. We're all good. Maybe we can all, uh, uh, maybe Comrade Notice Me can take us all in when the rest of the world uh, uh, turns to hell and then all of Europe is underwater. Um, <laughs> How, what well, we're gonna be fun. hanging out in our Italian villa because yeah, like, uh, we already have that. Oh, have hell that yeah, hell fucking yeah! Um, all right, guys. Well, uh, uh, where can people find you? Where can people find the podcast? Uh, yeah, you can find us at uh, cornerspatey.simplecast.com. That's um, 
corner, spelled like the English word. Mm-hmm. Spatey is uh, or spatey is spelled S P A T I. If you search that, you should find it. You can also do S P A E T I or S P A umlaut T I. Yeah, we were Germans a fuck. Yeah, I uh, I I was drunk when I decided the name because I literally just took the name from a shop that was downstairs and I was like, <laughs> cool, like whatever. A spatey is a corner shop in Berlin yeah, that yeah. doesn't obey like closing laws. So no. what's a spatey? What does the word spatey mean? So does it, are you saying is it just that you're saying it's a corner shop? So does it just mean shop? Yeah, yeah. it's like a kiosk or like a, a it's, bodega. Or it's whatever. short for spätkauf, which is like late purchase. Late That's like purchase. a bodega. So it's like it's like Seven Eleven. It's basically just it's like naming your podcast Seven Eleven. Yeah, but they're all privately owned, I guess. Okay, yeah. well, that's and cool. And your 7-Eleven your, your isn't just, like, you know, covered in just a thick sheet of smoke with just, like, a, a really old Kurdish dude just, like, hanging out in the back that's room. That's true. Just, like, jacking that's off. <laughs> yeah, we, we named it because we want to give you the vibe that when you're listening to us, it's like sitting at your local Spätti and old German Spätti. people are telling you, Telling you conspiracy theories. Yeah. Wow. That vault. That 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 vault is not a real movement. In that, actually, all of Europe still belongs to the Ottoman Empire. So. <laughs> yeah. I. You know what? I, I think that's a that's a cogent argument. I think that that you know, the we we should hand it back to the Ottomans and you know all the I mean, all the world all the world building that came out from Europe. I'm like, oof, maybe the Ottomans knew what the fuck was going on. I mean, I I agree with you 110. percent I I um I I wish for this. I hope that yeah. a Vienna can once be- once again belong to the Ottomans where it rightfully belongs. <laughs> I I'm a, I'm more of an Umayyad caliphate guy myself with okay. uh, the the North African control of Spain. I'm dividing the left. I'm sorry. Okay, well, you know, uh, uh, I just think there's. I'm just happy that it, there's a lot of discourse on all sides of this thing. So. Uh, yeah. uh, hey. Me too. <laughs> well, good talking to you guys, and, uh, uh, and thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. And everybody, check out Corner Spatey. And check out Volt. Yes. Corner Spatey, and check <laughs> out Volt. If you want to just be into Europe and celebrate Europe, check out uh, Volt Europa. <laughs> All right, good I talking to you. I love the Eurail Pass. All right, thanks, thanks for, for coming us. on. Thanks Everyone, for check out us. the podcast. Good times, everybody. All right. Wow, wow, wow! What a show wow. today. That, that was good know, talking I to them. Just, that was great. Those are great guys. They were great. Thank you to Comrade Notice Me oh for, 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 uh, for... I just got a pang of um, stress about the healthcare system here. It is stressful to think about. You know, I couldn't sleep last night. I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about how if I don't get another animation job this year, yeah. I'm not going to be able to have health insurance. Yeah. And Jack is having some health problems. Not huge, really. I mean, it's like... Well, there's things we better. need to be monitoring. You have... You also have your antidepressants, your asthma medication. That's true. But I, There's know. a lot of ex- medical expenses that we're about to incur yeah. if I can't get a fucking cartoon script to write. I know. Ridiculous, right? If you can't write like Like uh, it's not just any job. My health insurance will go away if script? I don't have one specific job, yeah. which is writing Yeah. an animation guild. I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah. Well, folks, um, today. Wow. Today, let me see what we have to do today. I think I do have some <laughs> stuff to do today. I have to record a struggle session this afternoon. Uh, with this is going to be a very cool episode. You know, just to tease a little bit here, everybody. Just a little, little, little freaking tease here. We might be doing an Attack of the Clones episode with someone, someone who's an awesome bug, perhaps. Wow, really? Maybe, maybe with someone who's an awesome bug. Anyway. 
Uh, we will be doing an Attack of the Clones episode today. Um, and uh, we, I, I think I will do a game stream afterwards. Wow. So, uh, uh, Skittle scattle. I think that we will, uh, uh, but that will probably won't be till like four or five or something like that. So, uh, well, Michael Che never tuned into the show. Michael Che, we don't know if he tuned in. He didn't, he did not Instagram during the show. He did not call in during the show because he's a coward, because he is a coward. Um, so, you know, maybe that's it between me and Michael Che, you know. Uh, uh, I guess my my uh, 15 minutes is over. Oh, man. Uh, I guess my 15 minutes is over. Your 15 minutes is over, douche. Oh, no, my 15 minutes is over. Do you think, I'm gonna, do you think that this episode of Jack AM, a.k.a. Kate AM, will get me hired on SNL? No. Do you think people liked Calamari Dad yes. enough yes. that they would maybe, I don't know, write a tweet to Colin Jost and Michael Chase saying hire Kate, or maybe they could at Lorne. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Che and uh, I mean hey, Michael Che will read the will read sketch. the comments. I think Colin Jost probably for the sake of his uh, <laughs> his like mental well being doesn't read the comments. <laughs> All right, everybody. Kate, don't move to New York. I agree. I would, in a heartbeat, for any amount of yeah. money. Yeah. Any amount of money at all. Any amount of money in healthcare. <sighs> Oopsie doodle. Whoopsie daisy. Whoopsie. All right, everybody. Uh, we are uh, going to finish up at 9 on time, but stay tuned to, to the channel because I'm going to raid Nintendo's channel. And we'll watch the, and everyone can watch the Nintendo Treehouse, which will begin right after uh, um, Jack AM today. And so, yeah, we will be back. We will be back on, uh, we'll be back later today on Bazizio Gaming, around the four or five range. And uh, until then, everybody, uh, Jack AM will be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. See you in Sweet Hell, Chair of the Tank. And, you know, and also 9 a.m. Sleevestern. And, uh, I went for a run this morning before the show. And also 7 a.m. Shake and Bakey Are time. Are all the same. Yeah, that was really impressive for you to do that. That really was wild that uh, that you did that. Uh, I don't know what time it is in Comrade Notice Me time or MIDI time. I just don't know. We can check. All right, everybody. We are sending everything over to Nintendo, and we'll see you later on on Bazizio Gaming. Bye, everybody. All Our right. Nintendo. <laughs> This is the outro song of Jack AMFM. It's the oh, outro. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the outro, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that, another episode of Jack AM. Um, as we said in the intro, um, if you like what you heard and you want to see stuff as well, tune in any every weekday at twitch.tv slash Jack AM. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes. Yeah, and uh, rate or and whatever. review us, tell your friends, and uh, tell your friends to subscribe on Twitch, too. Yeah. So, Some um, people are visual people. Some people are audio people. Whatever you are is fine. Um, anyway, thank you for listening to the show, and uh, we will be back soon. Bye.